0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
1: It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with.
0: Martial Arts Hour back in your life on this Thursday, November 9, 2017. Hello, again, everyone. I'm Ariel Hawani back inside our New York City studio. If you were paying attention very closely this past Monday, I hinted that we may be talking one more time this week before, of course, next Monday's show. And I hinted that we'd have something potentially very special for you. And I know a lot of fans were looking forward to potentially hearing From the new UFC middleweight champion George St. Pierre on Monday's show You have come to expect the biggest guests on Monday And that was the plan But then we were told that there was a chance Mr. St. Pierre could join us in studio Face-to-face, mano y mano I have not talked to him face-to-face, mano y mano Since 2013, since prior to UFC 167 So I took that opportunity And here we are, my friends In a matter of moments On this very special Thursday edition Of the MMA Hour We will be sitting down with the one and only George Rush St. Pierre. He will be in studio talking to us face to face. One of his first interviews, if not his first interview, I'm going to claim it's his first interview since becoming the UFC middleweight champion just a couple of days ago. Of course, you know by now, Madison Square Garden, Saturday night, November 4th, one of the greatest nights in the history of our sport, George St. Pierre defeated Michael Bisping to become the UFC middleweight champion. And in doing so, he is now just the fourth fighter in the history of the Ultimate Fighting Championship to be a champion in two different weight classes. Randy Couture, BJ Penn, Conor McGregor, and now George St. Pierre can add his name to that list. And it was a four-year layoff. He returned. For the first time since 2013, submitting Michael Bisping, which is no easy task in the third round. What a performance it was. I cannot wait to speak to him in a matter of seconds. Also, after George St. Pierre will be joined in studio by one of the rising stars in the UFC's middleweight division, the one and only Paulo the Eraser Costa. Bohachinha will be joining us in studio after GSP. How great is this? And if you're looking for the MMA beat after all of that, two beatniks, two panelists. Jeff Wagenheim and Danny Segura will join us to recap an amazing week in the sport. There's a lot of news that happened yesterday. There's so much to discuss. So, there is something for everyone on this special Thursday edition of the show. But let us not waste any time. Let us welcome in right now to the studio for the first time the pride of Saint Isidore, the pride of Montreal. The pride of Canada The one and only George St. Pierre Let me stand up for George wow.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable What an honor George Thank you for having, having me
0: here This is amazing This is an unbelievable honor Thank you so much for coming You look fantastic
2: I'm trying I, I, It's a PR day So I had to dress up a little bit You're doing a lot of PR today? Yeah It's a lot of a lot of interviews And talk shows And stuff like that
0: You were in New York Obviously for the fight Then you went home to Montreal And now you're back? Exactly
2: You didn't just stay It's only an hour away right. So uh, I felt the need To go back to, to my family my friends and uh, yeah so I did it
0: this is amazing I can't believe that you know I haven't talked to you face to face we've spoken on the phone a lot mm-hmm. but face to face since 2013 so it's great to see you in the flesh what True. do you think of my studio you like it here fantastic you I like
2: the decoration you <laughs> recognize this guy over there Hmm. Mm-hmm. you remember that picture I remember it very well it was not the same guy that you're that is standing in front of you right now you hate I mean that it's picture? the same guy but he's yes. not in the same state of exactly
0: mind. do you do you not like that picture
2: uh, does it does it make you feel weird? Like, does it bring back bad it, memories? It bring back bad bad memory because it's it was not an happy moment of my life. Right. Um, and um, now things have changed a lot sure. since then, and I'm in a much happier place right now.
0: You were coming off a win. That's the picture right after the Johnny Hendrix fight. It,
2: it was a win, but uh, you know, I, I was winning fights back in the day, like uh, Nick Diaz, uh, Hendrix But but it was I was not happy. I was right. like I. I you know, it was not like it is right now.
0: That guy right there in your mind, did you think you were done? Did you think you would never fight again? I'm finished with this. I'm tired of this. It's I, over. I,
2: di- I didn't know okay. at the time, uh, but things has, has changed. Right. And because of the things has changed, uh, it made me want it to come back. Okay. Like yeah. what? I oh, love things. Uh, the, of course, uh, the problem with the performance and ends right. the drug and the sport, uh, a lot of the stuff in my life the infrastructure of my life was very complicated back then Uh, what do
0: you mean by that infrastructure
2: i i I built up a gym to do my private training session you know i I didn't have that before i didn't have access to a private facility before so i had to make my schedule around the gym and it's normal because the gym is there to make money for the you know their their members and now i i really organize it Organize my my life in a way that it's it, it we're very much well suited for me. Okay, how many times have you watched the fight on uh, Saturday with Bisping? Uh, yeah. A few times, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I wanted to watch it for my personal sure. uh, critics, but also because I get uh, after the fight I went to the hospital. Yeah, uh, people don't know that I was I was not at the press conference, and I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, I had a very very bad. Uh, uh, injury in, okay. in 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 the back of my head oh. and I didn't know where it came from okay. and uh, while well, I rewatched the fight and I think it's in the I'm not sure 100% but I think it happened in the first round when I had my first takedown okay. and I was holding Michael Bisping's legs he he, elbow me, but uh, the elbow hit me right in the in a particular spot where it's the the basal uh, region of the back of the head. That's where there is a little bone that attached to the spinal cord, and uh, that's why I, after the fight I could I could even tie up my shoes. You know, my neck could couldn't even move. I had an incredible swelling in one of my mus- in the muscle of the back of my neck. And during the fight when I was on the ground, it was very hard for me to, to posture up, to, to strike because I couldn't even do that. And wow. even, even now, if you look at me, like my head goes go- good this way, but this this way I'm 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 restricted a little wow. bit. It's still, it's a lot, a lot better than it was, but it was very painful. It was so that's painful.
0: the reason why you went to the hospital?
2: Yes, I went to the hospital because when he hit me, I kind of saw blurry a little oh, wow. bit. I don't know if I had a concussion or something, you know, it might, it might have been a concussion. And and um, when I keep keep fighting because when it happened obviously the survival instincts uh, kicks in, but when you watch the fight and that particular uh, thing, it it looked pretty insignificant. Mm. But when, it wasn't insignificant when when I received the the shot, it, it hurt me very bad. It's not the force of the blow; it's right. more the. The, the precision of it. Uh, it's not Michael's fault, fault. You know, you're in the, the heat of the moment. You fight. I would probably have done the same thing. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it happened. And it, I wanted to know where it came from.
0: You are very cerebral, like the way you break things down. I think that you are one of, if not the most, the smartest fighters in the history of the sport. You don't get enough credit for that, for your fight IQ. And so I'm wondering, when you watch that fight, when you watch yourself, the way that you break yourself down, are you happy? With
2: that GSP, are you happy with that performance? I'm happy, but I could have done better. Really? So, like I could have done worse, also. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so the way I break that fight down, it's uh, we were expecting Michael Bisping to try to bully me, to come hard straight from the beginning and use a sprawl and brawl mm. uh, tactic, so to speak. And he didn't do that. He, he used a lot of movement. That which cut me off guard. The first round I was feeling very good because he was holding more his ground, you know? Like he was moving, but he was more holding more his ground. So I was able to exchange with him going in and out. But he made a very good adjustment in the second round. That's when people start saying I was getting tired and stuff. It's not because I was getting tired that much, it's because he was making me missed a lot. Mm -hmm. And he was contouring me. Because in the first round, my overhand right was working very well because I was countering his jab with the overhand right. <laughs> and he was holding his ground more, so the takedown came more, came came easier, you know, with, without as, spending as much energy. But in the second round, his coach probably said to him to move more. And I was not prepared for that kind of, of fighting style. I was We didn't train for that. All my sparring partners, they were a guy that were trying to take me out, you know, when they were coming straight at me. And it cut me a little bit off guard, so... It, Going back and losing the second round, I, I came back in the corner and I had to readjust myself coming for the third round. So Freddie Roach told me, he says, now he's countering your overhand because he knows you're going over his jab. He's countering your overhand by going with a straight right hand. And, and I got clipped a couple of times. So he said, now what you're going to do is throw your right hand and come over the top with a left hook. And that's how I knock him down yeah. with uh, a counter to to his right right hand coming with the left hook. And that's how I got, I got him. And I know that once he, I got him down, I tried to finish him with strike. But at one point, I knew that if I would have only tried to finish him with strike, I would empty my gas tank. So I, I know by studying tape that Michael Bisping liked to stand up by going belly down on four point and stand up from there. So what I did is I gave him a little bit of space. Instead of trying to hold on to him like I did previously and wasting my energy because he's a bigger man, I give him a little bit. Of, uh, I strike him, and I see I couldn't take him out with a stripe because he was recuperating very well and defending himself well. So I give him a little bit of space for him to turn belly down and try to stand up. While he did that, he, he had a split second that he exposes back, and I and I think the ruling. It
0: it's, it's like you're, you're reliving it right now. The the, yeah. the detail that you recall everything is just incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, when you fight a bigger man, you can't go sure. uh, like this. You yeah, know? you have to to use different tactic. And in the past. I had a lot of critic for not finishing the fight. And I wanted to finish so much that sometimes I was trying to force things. And I think, I, I truly believe in mixed martial art, if you try to force things, it just doesn't work. You know, there's a whole saying that's, that it goes like this. say If you try to knock the guy out, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You have to let it come. Sure. And I was not... Tr- trying to knock him out and you know, I was just trying to hit him and be accurate and fast and when the left hook come boom I knocked him down I was like I was surprised just as much, like I was like oh my god and and that's how it come you know it's always like that when I when I knock out Hughes, Matt Hughes with the leg kick same thing in Jay run, it happened just suddenly without any warning you know and that's how it should be uh, towards the end of my uh, previous run I was trying too much mm. and when you try to more too much to force thing it doesn't as, happen as much. It doesn't happen as, as, as uh, it's not as good.
0: The consensus seems to be that you did gas out that you got tired. You're saying
2: you didn't get tired? I got tired, you of did. course, because I tried to finish the fire with strike. But in the second round? In the in the second round, I, what happened is at one point, I knew that something was wrong. I, I because he was, he changed his tactic. Yeah. He, he, he started moving a lot and he was making me miss. And when I missed, he was countering, he was okay. countering me very well. So I was thinking, I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna try to follow him as much. I'm gonna let him a little bit run instead of try to stay on him all the time, because it's not working. So maybe it's, it was like seen as a maybe a a, 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 a how do you say in, in, in English best the best the regime, you know, like low yeah. like your a, energy went so, down, so went so yep. down. Right. I knew I was losing the round, and I'm. It was only the second round. I knew I won the first round, and I knew that if I tried to overcommit too much. He's a bigger man, obviously, with the extra weight. If he clipped me good, it it would be very dangerous. So I said, you know what? Maybe I give him the round, and I will recuperate for the next one.
0: What was it like being? I mean, it's unprecedented what you did coming back after four years. We hear about ring rust a lot. Octagon rust. Did you feel the same, or did you feel initially like, oh, this is this is a little foreign to me?
2: Place where I felt a little bit ring rust was on the ground. Okay. Uh, and the reason is this. Uh, all the other situations striking and everything and in, in the middle, even the grappling, it was good, but the striking from the bottom w- was uh, I, I, got, I felt a little bit rust because I didn't really practice it. So there is no way you can practice ground and pound in practice. you, okay, know, you cannot yeah. practice yourself getting elbowed in the face. but right. in practice if you do that you, you you cut yourself, you're out for the fight, right. So, I felt a bit of a little bit of ring russ in, in 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 that particular area. Um, uh, of course, you know. Also, I've try I try sometimes to load up too much that that over and over and right uh, over his jab. That's a little bit a sign of ring rust, you know. But but all the all the all the fight, all the the place and the fight, all the thing in the fight that I do in practice, I was not so bad. It's just that I would say the, the ground and pound and. and in, in, from the bottom I was a little bit ring rust because I haven't done it for so long you know I've been grappling sure, at, sure, with sure. the the elbow strike pushing the head and stuff like that I haven't done that for for a long time so I should have my, my coach John Danaro told me to practice it more and I kind of not ignore him but I was like yeah I think I'm good I don't really need this but I should have listened to him and done it more because it's very important when you're on top you have to control the inside right. and, and control the end so you don't get <laughs> elbowed and sure sure and you don't end up having scar like, like I do um so uh, it was a mistake of my part
0: what do you prefer fighting at 170 or 185 like with, with that extra weight how did you feel in there
2: that's another thing. Uh, it's been six months. I tr- I was shov- shoving food <laughs> down my throat. People didn't know what really happened. I was sh- forcing myself to eat like really? like crazy, like five, six times a day. Gosh. And uh, I was eating on a, on a particular specific diet, you know, to, to gain extra muscle mass. What happened is I was walking around about 197, 198 pounds. And when I came to uh, uh, New York to... To make the weight, I was at 185. I made the weight at 185. It's like my body refuse, refuses to go up, to go back up where it where it was before. It went back to 191 pounds. Like my muscle, the muscle memory of my body maybe, so to speak, went back to my, not my old weight because I st- 191 is still bigger than what I was before, but it didn't, I didn't came back up all the After way. the weigh-ins? Yes. I, oh. I, the night of the fight, I was 192. Wow. I was not 198 where I wanted to be. Wow. Your and body I tr- just kind of shut off. Yeah, and, and the morning of the fight, I tried to force myself to eat to put it all back, and, and I threw up my breakfast. Really? Yes, I, I went back in my room, and I threw up my breakfast, and I, and I called my nutrition coach. I said, man, I threw up my breakfast. He said, it's not so bad. You know, It's uh, the importance, your, your hydration, your electrolyte, we're going to make sure you're well hydrated. I said, yeah, but... I'm not very hungry. It's like my, my body was shutting down. Wow! I couldn't I couldn't uh, recover. It's the first time I've done this in my life, so maybe we did some mistake. Uh, but the importance is that I felt good. And even when I was trying to put on some weight during the the the, the, the 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 weeks before the fight, I was especially in breakfast. I was forcing myself to eat my my four eggs, you know, because I have a quantity of eggs to eat. And even sometimes after two eggs, I was like having like reflux, you know, like, like I was cho- chewing up my breakfast and this happened like pretty much almost every morning. I felt like I had to chew up, but I forced myself. I was like, wow. And then tried to eat it. And, and it was very hard. It was a, it's not a very healthy to eat like this. So now what I do is I'm, fa- I'm fasting now. Oh really? Yeah. I've been, nothing. There. I do, I do one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. I'll do that for one or two weeks because I need to clean up my intestine. I had like. Very severe cramp uh, during my training camp, like and, and it was very hard. You know, I was uh, I couldn't sleep some some night. I was uh, having cramp. Wow! Uh, uh, like because of the stress probably and all that. Uh, and and it's not an healthy way. You know, when you try to, to feed yourself like crazy and force it, it's not natural. And and uh, I did it because I wanted to gain weight sure. and, and I needed I needed to put the muscle mass to to be able to fight a bigger man. How much you weigh right now? Uh, about one ninety. 92 maybe.
0: So uh, obviously, I was going to ask you at some point what's next. But you shouldn't fight at middleweight if you feel that way. Why would you ever uh, do that against yourself?
2: It's it's in, it, in my contract. I have to fight Robert Whitaker But you know, it didn't go that bad. If you see, if, if you look at my fight, you know, it's, sure. it's you know, I, I was maybe I was smaller, but I was faster. I was you yeah. know, I felt more athletic. I felt. You know, I had an advantage in certain area, but maybe on a size and a weight uh, department, I was not uh, in, in my advantage.
0: But if you're feeling that bad going into the fight, the cramps and throwing up and forcing yourself, that's not very enjoyable, is it?
2: Well, I threw up my breakfast, but then after my, my, my nutrition coach, Jean-François, he says to me, he said, look, he said, don't force yourself, eat. The importance is that you're well hydrated, you're well hydrated, so just go as you, as you feel. And, and I went like this, and I okay. felt good. And I felt good. You were it's ver- just that I, I tried to put too sure. much weight. That's my problem, is I wanted to mentally to be big. But the important, the important is not to be big, is to be… Fit fit, and well hydrated. You were very honest. It's the first time I've done it, Ariel. So right. Maybe I made a mistake. You know, maybe it's my fault too. You know? So we learned from it, right?
0: One of the fascinating things going into the fight was how honest you were. Uh, in particular, there was a documentary that aired on TSN called The Mind of GSP. And you said how much you are afraid at times to lose and to, to fight. And you don't particularly enjoy fighting. These are things that go on in your mind. I hate it. Yeah, you hate it. You hate fighting.
2: Yes, I hate it. <laughs> Why do it? Uh, why come why, back to why it do you it? hate it I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm going to try to explain it the best you can the best I can I I the people they all, all only see the good the positive the big the big picture they don't see the big picture I mean they see me now happy uh, the good thing about fighting the lifestyle I have I love the lifestyle that I have like they give me the freedom uh, uh, I can train I have a martial artist life like like I live like a samurai you know mm. everyday I try to reach perfection. I try to be the perfect fighting machine. Even though perfection is not perfect, but I will try to be as much as I can, as much as I can obtain to be. Uh, it allowed allow me to have the freedom to do whatever I want. So if I work hard, I will have good results. You know? you, you, you're a result of the symbol of your work, and that's what I love about it. You know, And, and, and I have no boss. I do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want. And the only, there's no perfect job, the only uh, bad thing about my job is sometimes I need to fight, you know, yeah. I need to go and fight, and, and uh, fighting is fun, uh, but the, the week of the fight, the uncertainty of fighting, uh, the fear of, of being humiliated, because we do a crazy job, you know, there's two guys that get into a cage, is only one guy going to be reward of victory. Yeah. The other guy that will lose will do all that for nothing. Right, you know And the odds are li- relatively 50-50, right? So it's always the fear of being humiliated, of losing, uh, the fear of done that I, I've done all this crazy sacrifice for nothing. And this is crazy. This is all, almost unbearable. You know, the, wee, the week leading, leading up to the fight, you're very stressed. It's unbelievable. And I don't like that part of my work. I hate it. Especially, it's mostly the waiting part. Mm. You know, I love, I love fighting when I'm in the gym and I train with a guy. I love exchanging knowledge. I love training. But when I'm fighting, the, 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 the pressure of it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's unbearable. I, I hate it. But... If I pass that, if I go through this, it will allow me to have the lifestyle that I love to have. You know, my my, my freedom, my my lifestyle to train like a samurai, to be able to be like a like a, train like a martial artist to pursue uh, the the great thing in, in, in my career. Uh, so there is no perfect job. I'm sure there's things about your job that you yeah, that you dislike, right? But you like I I like my job more. There is more positive thing about my job than negative. So that's why I'm doing it. So what was it
0: like in the locker room on Saturday in the hours before the fight? Oh. Was it worse than normal? Oh, you, that
2: was crazy. First, how nervous were you? Let or me was, tell you about this. Tell me, let, tell me. Me let me tell you about that. So before I, leave, before I left for the, the medicine Garden, I have yeah. my last meal. Okay. I'm eating. And I hear the guy speaking, like in my crew, in my team, there's most people, they speak English, but there are people that, that speak French, right? Because I have sure. French, Francophone background. So I hear them speak. Don't tell George. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. So I go, I go at the table and I'm like, I'm eating. I'm like, is uh, Amen one? Amen is a tra- oh, training yes. partner of it's mine. Hobby. And, and, and they're like, everybody's okay. He's like, no, he got knocked out. Oh. I'm like, shoot. is like, is he Okay. They're Like, I don't know. I think so. I'm like, man, that must be very bad. Yeah. So I finish eating and I'm like, damn, a, you know, I, one of my training partners sure. lost. Unfortunately, I feel very sad for him. So then I go in my locker room and then my other training partner who's in my locker room, jo- Joseph that. Duffy, fight and he's doing well, but yeah. he got clipped with an uppercut. He got knocked out again. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> then there's another guy in my locker room, Mickey Gall. He lose, too. Oh, loses oh my gosh. So now I'm, be- no, I'm starting to like, is it a, is it a, a a freaking curse in my, in my locker room, you know, because sometimes when you, before a fight, you become a little bit, uh, how do you say, like, uh, um, you know, like these things, like they, they superstitious, superstitious, yeah, you know, yeah. like, man, I'm in a bad locker room. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a cursed locker room. Everybody's losing. So I'm thinking, I was like, no way. It's like, not, not me. <laughs> me. I'm going to put everything back on track. It's like, I'm not losing this. And, uh, I tried to convince myself. No way. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So then. We're war- warming up for the fight, and now I'm with, I'm with my trainer. We're, we're thinking, it was like okay. Um, now there's uh, the, the two ladies are fighting. Yeah. Uh, normally, ladies like n- not all the time, but there's less percentage of knockout yeah. and finishes in ladies uh, than than men sometimes because the the, the power the, the woman is, uh, is is normal is different. So I'm thinking, okay, it's gonna be a five round. And then the, the, the other guy, TJ and, yeah. and Cody is going to be at a five round too. So I'm going oh. so to, to have a good time for warm up. So I set my warm up to have a good time for warm up. Like at least on a, like a good 40 minutes. Then the fight started. Bang! Rose knock out uh, Joanna. I'm like, oh my god! Okay, let's go. To that. Then I finish wrapping my hand. I go crazy. I start warming up, and then after uh, TJ, boom, knock out Cody. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I'm freaking out. Try to to accelerate my warm up. Then they called me out. Everything from there went very fast.
0: Okay. Was it weird not wearing the gi to the cage? It looked weird for us who yeah. have been watching you.
2: Yeah, it was a weird because I have a kind of a ritual that I do normally before the fight. I I I. I put my gi yeah. in front of the mirror with my, my bandana and I'm talking to myself. What are you saying? I'm, t- I'm telling, I'm, I'm talking to myself in the mirror, trying to convince myself. this is like a routine I do. Nobody knows this. I, I'm, t- I'm telling myself, I look at myself in the mirror and, and I'm telling myself, I said, I said, you're, you're, you're the best. It's, tonight is going to be your night. You're going to win. You're going to win this because you're better than him. Try to, Get, pump me up with some neg- positive stuff, you know, even though I'm scared as hell, you know, and and I have doubt in my mind. I try to make myself positive and pump me up, try to to make me believe that it's impossible for me to fail, you know, and then I'm walking in. And then when I get out of the locker room, that's when normally the the walkout start, yeah. you know, and, and I, I always do the same thing. So I know that the UFC guys come to pick me up in the locker room. So I always time it in a way that, when they come to pick me up in the locker room, that's when I go take I go piss one more oh. time, <laughs> and then I put my cup yeah. because you don't want to put your sure, cup sure, before sure, because yeah. you have to you it's know it's, it's a tie cup you have to yes, attach yes. everything. Then I put my cup, then I put my pants, then I put my gi. But now I didn't have my gi, so what I do is I they say just pierre two minutes. I said okay, and I went I went to the, I went to the bathroom. Then I put my cup, then I look myself in front of the mirror, and I say, Yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make a story tonight. Nah, nah, nah. I'm scared, but I try to convince myself, and nah, nah, nah. then I take the walk and I, did, I do my thing. You know? That's how I did. So you just said,
0: I'm gonna make history tonight, I'm the best, this and that. This is the discussion now afterwards. You're now just the fourth man to hold the belt in two different weight classes. You come back after a four year layoff, you didn't lose the welterweight title. Can you tell me definitively, do you believe that you're the greatest of all time now? Uh, did, you, did you put an exclamation point? You've never tested positive, no PEDs, right? Uh,
2: it's, it's a good question, but I'm going to tell you something, real, and I'm going to be very humble in my answer, and I'm going to tell you what I truly believe is the truth. I, that's the, the truth about fighting. And, and when I started fighting when I was young, I remember I was young and a little bit different up here. You know, I wanted to become f- the best fighter because I wanted to be the strongest man in the world. As life goes on, it taught me different. There is no such thing as the strongest man in the world. It doesn't exist. There is no such thing thing as the greatest. You can be the best, but you can lose. For example, you can have the best football team, the best soccer team or baseball team. It's the best team, but it would lose to a team who's not as good that night because that particular night, they didn't play the best game. Mm. So the important in the, in this, in this sport is not to be the best fighter. And there's one thing that I'm very good at. I'm very good to be good when it counts. That's one of my best quality as a entertainer, as a performer. You know, you can call it a fighter, or an entertainer. I'm very, very good to turn it on when it's time to turn it on. That's one of my best quality. There's a lot of guys who are very good. But when it's time to pull the trigger, they can't do it, they're free- freezing. Or mentally, they have issues, they have this. Me, I'm very good to be good when it counts. And if you talk about the fight with Michael Bisping, last Saturday, I fought Michael Bisping in a fight. I won. At that particular time, that particular place, I was the best man that night. It doesn't mean that if I fight Michael Bisping tomorrow, that, will, that I will still have my hand raised. Maybe he will beat me next time. Um... There's odds, as always. Mm-hmm. Maybe 9, nine out of 10, I will beat him, or maybe, one, maybe 50% of the time, or I don't know. You know, we make up our own odds in our head. I'm confident as a fighter when I'm going to a fight that I'm the best. But for me, it's not important. It's important for me that at that particular time, I fight the best fight that I can fight. That's what I focus on. I'm not focusing on... Or oh, trying to convince myself I'm the best because it, it's, it's irrelevant. The best team, the best fighter can lose sometime. Okay. Uh, every, there's no such thing as invincible person, you know. Everybody can beat everybody at any given day, and I've learned that in my career against Matsera. Hmm. I've learned it the hard way. Yeah. And uh, that's what sometimes separate uh, a, a, a good fighter than a bad fighter is if he can he pull the trigger when it count. Can he? perform under the light when time come to perform. That's what makes difference. Michael Bisping isn't
0: the first fighter to accuse you of taking steroids, but he got very personal going into this fight. He, Do you feel like he crossed the line? And was it personal? Did you want to prove to this guy that, okay, you said a lot, I'm going to shut you up. Did it ever feel, because you did a good job of really not saying much. You never
2: took the bait. Yeah. He, he, know my, he po- accused my, you of a lot. My, my position against performance and enhancing yeah. drug is... is is is, is uh, everybody knows? Yeah, well documented. And he, I don't believe he even believed it himself that okay. I take steroid or that I took steroid. I never took anything in my life. Any any per, I never took sp- steroid in my entire life, you know. And the the thing that people don't understand is I'm not against steroid. Be careful! Now I'm gonna say something. I'm against steroid because in our sport we sign an agreement mm-hmm. that we agree to perform without uh, bi bio, biological weapon. Yeah, you know, by, like we we agree upon that. Yeah, but if you're, for example, an actor, mm. you're an actor in Hollywood and you need you have a role that will give you millions of dollar and you need to. To gain, uh, I don't know, 50 pound in, in in one month. Maybe you have no choice to take steroid. Uh, I tried to gain pound, to to gain weight, muscu- like muscle mass in, in six months. You see what I did? It, it messed me up a little bit, my body. You know, it was very hard, but I had to do it because that's the way I signed up for. You know, uh, or, or if you're sick, if you have an incurable disease and you need to do take some steroid to to feel better, or if you're old and your testosterone go down and health-wise, you need to do it. <clears throat> it's okay, I'm not against it, but for a sport, for performance, I am against it because we sign up, sign up an agreement saying that we're not going to use any help, any extra illegal weapon. That's why, that's why I'm against it in our sport. But if it's for well-being, for a other kind of situation, I don't mind. It's medicine. It could be medicinally uh, helpful for certain people. Speaking
0: of agreement, you said just a couple minutes ago, in my contract, it says I have to fight Robert Whitaker. You mentioned this before the fight as well. Yes. But when you were asked by Joe Rogan in the cage and and even today, like you don't say, I am going to fight Robert Whitaker. You say it's in your contract. The middleweight division doesn't believe that you are going to fight Robert Whitaker. They think that you're either going to leave, drop the title, do something.
2: Can, tell us, can you? The middleweight division did not believe I was going to fight Michael Bisping either. Okay. And I did, and I win, and I throw, and I and I win in a good fashion. Can you say definitively that you will fight Robert Whitaker next year? Uh, it's a lot of thing I, I can I can't, I can't say because it's a lot of force now in, in uh, what do you mean by force? It's a lot of different things I can change. Uh, mixed martial art is a sport that um, change all the time and, and like I said, I wanted to come back to to make a story to, to do something that never been done before. I know it's in my contract, but you never know Dana can come back with, with some proposition or what, whatever I don't know what you want happen. to fight him. Does this get it's you written, excited? It's, it's written in my contract. If it gets me excited, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's, he's an ex, he's an excellent fighter and he was in Montreal before and he, he's an incredible martial artist.
0: He has a lot of respect for you. He he's a great up, champion. Yeah, he's,
2: yeah. He, 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 I have only positive thing to say about Robert Whittaker.
0: But you're not going to go to Australia to fight this guy, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy.
2: Look, I, that, I just finished a, a very hard fight. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm still uh, bruised up a little bit. My neck, I still feel I ne- I need some vacation. I'm going to go on vacation, clear up my my. my Where head are we going? See what, what, what. Can I come? <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere exotic where with, no one with, knows with a beach good. and sand where nobody knows. You, you <laughs> exactly. Run away from this, yes, yes, this whole yes. circus of mixed martial art. I don't blame you.
0: <laughs> is there any chance this is your last fight? Is there any chance or can you say definitively you will fight again? I
2: don't know. I'm very happy now. Okay. We'll see what's going to happen. I'm very happy. You know, like uh, um, uh, I wanted to take uh, one fight at a time, one Solve one problem at a time and from there take a decision, you know, and, 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 and I did this. I think it was good for the UFC. They made a lot of money and it was good for me as sure. well. It was good for Michael Bisping. Yeah. Michael Bisping is someone that I, that I really admire. He's incredibly brave and he's a true example of determination in the sport. You know, like he's, he's the man, like he went, he went very far, you know, he's incredible. And, um, I was very honored fighting Michael Bisping because of, of his mind. He was very outspoken about like, performance enhancing drug. He said a lot of things about me. I don't take it personal. I truly believe that he said it to make the fight more exciting. Actually, I should have said thank you to him because we <laughs> sell a lot of pay per Yes.
0: So, what a, so you can't say for sure though that you will fight again right now?
2: I can't say for sure anything. anything. I, I don't know anything.
0: Do you want to fight Conor McGregor? This is the fight. <laughs> Everyone comes up to me this week. I want to see George fight Conor.
2: Does this interest you at all? Why, why are you bringing bringing it on? Everybody is asking me this question. You tell too? me, tell me, you're not the only one. It's like I, I always ask and say, why is everybody is asking me this question? You know, like because he's competing he's most, in he different was... weight classes than well, I. Maybe
0: meet at 170 because he's fought at 170. I, it's,
2: it's, he said a lot about you as well. I, I, I'm not the kind of guy who's gonna, you know, I, as a fighter, I don't challenge guys that compete in, in Small. lo, lo, smaller weight class division. I think it may it make you look bad. You know, like I don't, I don't want to do this. And, and, and I'm, I'm very happy for Connor. He, he, uh, he raised the bar for all of us. You know, what he's been doing, it's, it's a, he it, it, it raised the bar for all the fighter, you know, and, and he does it for himself, but he does it for all of us at the same time. Uh, even if he, maybe he doesn't realize it, he does it for everybody. And I think it, it's, uh, it's good for the sport. It's good for the fighter, good for, for everybody. When do you think you'll decide what you'll do next? I'll take a few weeks and then, okay. I'll, and then I'll decide. I have no uh, desire to hold on the title and freeze the division. Okay. That's not what I want. Uh, that, so there is uh, a chance
0: you might say goodbye to the division and the title as well. The, That's
2: the possible. There's a chance that I will fight Robert Whittaker too. I don't so, know okay. right now. Okay, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, nice try. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's like a fight, George. You know, it's like a fight. I'm Bob, yeah, and, we- yeah. Bob and Weave now. That's Bob right. and Weave. I, I do not know. Okay. Uh, I don't like to say things uh, like, I do not know, and uh, Dana is the boss, we'll see what's gonna happen, and and, uh, I just need some vacation now. That's when I I burned out last time, because I was like, try to think too much ahead of time, and sometimes when you try to think about ahead of time, things that you're thinking about, you're wasting your energy, because they don't even happen.
0: Right, two last very quick things, because I know you have to go, and uh, by the way, I'd I'd love to see you at Le Stade Olympique in Montreal. Imagine that, 70,000 people watching you fight. Mm -hmm. Montreal deserves that, it would be amazing. Two last things. You you know, Tim Kennedy tweeted when you won. Hey, the the MMA now has two champions on its board: T.J. Dillashaw, George St. Pierre. Now that you're champion, will you try to make changes in the sport? Now that you have that power,
2: we, we try we try to recruit a lot of people, um, and we do we do that not to to create problems for UFC. Sure, sure. We, we want to elevate, make it better. Yes, to to make it better. This will happen. If it's not today or tomorrow or in, or in six months or in a few years, it will happen at one time. If we want the sport to grow, it will happen. It's just there is a lot of force now in uh, trying to pull uh, fighters in different dis- direction. You know, like oh, ultimately, what we want, we all want the same thing. We want to have a better fighting, con- better condition, and better salary, and and. and and I think it's fair. It need to be fair for everybody.
0: Okay. Four
2: years later, you happier? Yes, you should change the picture and well, take, a, a new take, one. The, take a good one now. With the belt. Yes, the exactly. The exactly. And I
0: saw you go to the YMHA in Montreal and, and uh, give it to your coach over there, a place that I used to hang out yeah. as a kid all the time. That was beautiful, giving I, your coach the, the I, belt.
2: I, I gave every single of my belt to, uh, except one belt I kept for myself and my house, but every belt that I gained, I gave it to someone that helped me down the line because the belt for me it's not really what is important. What is important is the souvenir that I keep of that memorable night. Sure. Um, This nobody a belt I I can lose it. Someone can rub it, can rub it to me, but this memory that I have, this moment, it's mine. And even though sometimes in life you have a hard hard time with something, I can always close my eyes and remember that moment. And it will give me a, a smile, and this is something that nobody will ever be able to take it away from me. And so my my last belt, I gave it to Victor Ziberman, who's my wrestling coach. And uh, I think it's the first time I saw I saw him smile in my life. He he, he was very happy, and, and I've been training on, under him for uh, more than fifteen years. He he's, he's very uh, he's a very hard uh, coach, but uh, I think he. It was hard with me and all the guys because he wanted to make the best out of me to come out and uh, I'm very thankful to him for this.
0: George, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, my friend. Really, you are an inspiration. Thank you very much. You are a role model for Canadians. Canada was so happy to see you back uh it's it's an amazing thing you know you know how highly i think of you so it was really nice to to see you come back after all this time and perform like you did and win and smile and and do it your way so congratulations uh, thanks
2: to you ariel you, you always be very kind with me and uh man you're the best at what you do thank, thank you. you
0: thank you i remember ufc 65 i went to a bar in montreal champ sports bar to watch you beat matt hughes before i was ever Uh, a journalist and the place erupted and it was that moment where I said I want to be an MMA journalist because one of our own a Montrealer was doing what you Uh, were doing and so it it was an inspiration for me so congratulations enjoy it you're going to the New York Stock Exchange now so enjoy that as well I I
2: got a lot of stuff going on thank
0: you George I'll I'll stand up here thank you so much for coming in thank you guys the one and only George St. Pierre and we'll talk to you soon okay keep us posted there he is the UFC middleweight champion what a beautiful moment what an honor what a privilege to have him in studio can't thank him enough for stopping by he is in my opinion the greatest of all time he did what so many thought he could not do on Saturday night he is now the UFC middleweight champion and like I said he is one of just four fighters in UFC history to hold a belt in two different weight classes amazing Randy Couture BJ Penn, Conor McGregor, and now George St. Pierre. What a great moment. And honestly, I mean, to have, this is is not just MMA royalty, my friends. This is Canadian royalty. This, I mean, the the prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, tweeted about this man, congratulating him. At Canada, The, the Twitter feed tweeted, Congratulations to him. This is not just another fighter. You see what he means to Canadians. You see what he means to the sport. You see how fighters react to him. Uh, Paulo Costa coming in in a matter of moments, asked to take a photo with him. This man is revered, is 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 idolized by everyone, and uh, certainly fighters. He has played a big part in the evolution of the sport. One of the first to wear a suit to press conferences. To you know, hold himself present himself with class and dignity. Just, uh, you know, what more can you say? So we'll see what happens. Non-committal. We'll see where he goes from here. We'll see if he fights again. We'll see if Robert Whitaker gets that fight. It's going to be an interesting story to follow. So we do need to update that photo because that does represent maybe, it's a great photo taken by Esther but maybe we need to update it with the, uh, the photo from Saturday night, him winning the middleweight title. All right, how much fun was that? That was amazing, but we do have plenty more show for all of you. I am very excited about this. We speak about the uh, middleweight division. George St. Pierre is obviously the king right now, 185, but there is a man named Paulo Costa, aka The Eraser, aka Boaxinia, who is a budding superstar, who is the future, in my opinion, a name that we will be talking about for a very long time, and now he is going to join us in studio. How great is this? You talk about a legend, George St. Pierre, now we bring a future legend, a Brazilian legend. Please, come on in. There he is, Paulo Costa, maybe the most Hi, that good-looking be man right. I've ever Thank seen you. in my life, how about this, amazing. And Eric Albaracín, his, his almost like his spiritual advisor, his wrestling coach, yeah. his right-hand man. Eric, it's so great, you flew in from Phoenix overnight to to be here in studio so thank you for coming in thank you thank you Paulo as thank well I mean wow you're you're here in studio and uh, you just fought on Saturday why are you still in New York by the way why didn't you not go back home to Brazil
3: yes I'm here to to know the city to uh, in vacations is is the simple is vacation with my girlfriend here to to uh, walk for uh the start of liberty and and know uh, some place here
0: first time in New York yes first
3: time you like it so much. It's amazing, right? Amazing. It's a wonderful city and I love this city. Uh, by the way, did
0: you have a chance to say hello to GSP?
3: Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm see, I saw the, uh, he there and he's a very nice guy. And
0: did you watch him when you were younger? Did you know who he was? Was he a, a role model for you?
3: Uh, yes, of course. Of course. Uh, GSP, I, I, I grew up uh, watching JSP in TV, so this is uh, <laughs> very important for me. Uh, Shaking his hand and talking uh, about the fights, about about the the match arts with him
0: was Saturday night. So you beat Johnny Hendricks Saturday night yes. at Madison Square Garden, the most famous arena in the world, one of the best cards in UFC history. Was that the greatest night of your life?
3: Yes, of course. the the, 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 the biggest fight of my life. And the biggest names, uh, my biggest opponent, opponent's name too. So, Johnny Hendricks. Uh, I'm I'm very glad to to Johnny Hendricks for this opportunity because he's accepted the fight in the same time when he listing my name, and he come he come to fight. So um, I'm very uh, grateful to Johnny Hendricks for for this opportunity because he's a former champion. Yeah, he's not. Uh, qualquer um fala. He's not just anybody. Yes. So, he's a a very very big famous
0: do you feel like your life has changed since Saturday? Do you feel a difference in the way I think, you know, I was watching uh football on Sunday and, and Tony Romo, who's a very famous football uh, player and announcer, he even called a player on, 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 on one of the teams, the eraser. Yeah, and so I, I was listening to this and, and maybe he was watching the fight on Saturday. Yes. Like this thing is catching on. Yes. I feel like people now, you know, it's different from the last fight in Brazil. It feels like doing it in New York on this card. Do you feel that as well? I, I feel this, uh,
3: the, the, the things happen v- very more fast here in in America mm. of my, my country. It said, See faster. Yes, faster. Mm. So my, my name now my, my name now is in the top fifteen oh. ranking. So uh, after this fight, so I think uh, this a uh, great opportunity is uh, change my my uh, my position right right in in, in the UFC. I want to go back to the beginning okay. and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh,
0: I, I read that when you were young, around like 15, you used to get into a lot of fights. You were kind of like a shy kid. And that's why you got into martial arts because you wanted to defend yourself. Is that accurate? Is that true?
4: When you were a you were timid. People bullying you. por isso you começou.
3: It's true. It's true. In, in my, my school uh, in Brazil, uh, we, we have uh, many... B- bully guys yeah, you know so uh, I I'm start training to def- to to re- learn how how defense of these guys and I starting training Muay Thai at nine years oh nine years nine wow and at 12 I start in training Jiu Jitsu
0: too why were they picking on you why were there you know bullies bothering you
3: I don't know <laughs> I don't know uh, I think uh, he don't he don't uh uh, like me, I don't know why. <laughs> Do
0: you think these people now know what you're doing?
4: Yes, is bullies. What are doing now? Yes, I think uh, I
3: think they know. Uh, I I I keep a uh, uh, relationship. No. we with with, really? with with one or, or two guys, and now he, he, he they they are very nice guys. They love me. you. Now. <laughs> they love you. Yeah. yes, that's right.
0: They're not going to mess yes, with you. No. Were you a small kid? I mean, now you're just like a physical specimen. But we're, yes,
3: when when uh, when I was a kid, I was small.
0: Okay, yes. your your father and your brother played uh, football, right? Your, fa- yes. your father was amateur. Your yes. brother was professional. Yes. Why didn't you go down that route? Why didn't you become a football player?
3: Oh, I don't know why, why, but uh, I try uh, play football. But I have um, m- many uh, better skills to fight of to to play football. Okay. I, I don't know why, but I f- I think is like this. I so, think
4: yeah, he had more skills to play to do Jiu-Jitsu and start MMA than to play soccer or football.
0: Were your parents in favor of you? going into fighting, did they want to see you do that? Or did they try to get you to do like more traditional sports like football?
3: In the beginning. Yeah. Uh, when I started, he's he, he not approve. No, no. But, uh, after, after my, my, my great results in Brazil, I'm, I'm former champion of two big events in Brazil and my mom, my mom in special, he say, okay, he, if if you do you want make this, uh, go ahead. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so then they gave you the okay. Yeah, as okay. the approval. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now she's approved.
0: Why did you decide to become a an actual pro MMA fighter? Like, it's one thing to train Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, but yes. to do this as your career because you used to do real estate, right? Yeah. The real estate?
3: Yeah. And, yes.
0: and you liked it, from what I understand. You like being a real estate agent, right?
3: Yes, but uh, this is my my job to Support. Uh, yes. It was his job to, to support, support his career. To support my career. Oh, to support okay. my training because See. my family is not a f- uh, rich family, you know. Okay. So I need uh, working hard to to pay my supermans, to yeah. to pay my, my training. So I I make this job to to support my training.
0: Now you have money, right? You got a bonus, yes. you're fighting, Do yes. you feel a lot more comfortable. Yes. What is it like to have this money
3: now? Yes. O que eu vou fazer com o Diego agora? Oh, como você está
4: sentindo? Você ganhou muito dinheiro, performance yeah. bonus? Yes, it, no it, dinheiro? it's você very
3: pobre. Yes, yeah. it's very important because now I I, I have a calm, I have uh, time to to train, to focus in my career. Yeah. I don't I don't need more um, uh teacher um if dollars uh teach uh, give lessons per- personal yeah. training. Oh, okay. I, I don't i don't uh need more and I, I can focus all my time my full time in, in my career is very important for me and but but i i not uh, like uh, expense so so much is I, I i i like uh, Uh, Uh um
4: I like to wear nice clothes, buy a nice car, buy a nice house, not too much more than that.
0: Right. Uh, Simple things. You know, uh, MMA fans may not know this or UFC fans right now, but you were on Tough Brazil 3 with Vanderlei and Chael. But then you didn't go into the UFC right after the show. Yes. So first... What was that experience like being in the house with the cameras and all the drama with Chael and bad? Did you enjoy that? Because it seems to me like it's a miserable experience.
3: Yes. Did you enjoy being a part of that? I don't enjoy uh, a lot. No. No, <laughs> no because uh, I am stayed there for 40 days. and 40? 40. 40 days. Wow, jeez. And, and don't have a cell phone, don't wow. have nothing, don't have TV, don't have internet. So Stay in in the house with uh, 16 guys. I, I I don't see there before. So, so so day before, and it's not a good experience for me. But like uh, personal is I, I'm I'm grow up like. Uh-huh. You know, como pessoa, é bom, mas. He grew as a person, and it was good for that. Yeah, Matured. Right. I think, yes.
0: Do you think that's why you didn't do well on the show? Because you didn't enjoy it? Because you weren't happy? Because you're undefeated as a professional, but on the show you lost? Yes. Do you feel like that's why? Because you just weren't in a good place?
3: Yes. This is a big problem because I need uh make my way in all week. Ah. Every week. Yeah. So. Uh, I have a problem because I'm I'm a, a very very muscular guy, hmm. and uh, my, my weight is like uh, 210. So in, in the show I need make weight in every every week 185. Wow. So it's a big problem. Wow. And i feel very weak, you know, uh, very tired to to fight, and I think this is. F- is, uh, my foi foi meu maior problema lá dentro,
4: That was the problem with me being in there was the constant fatigue from having to make
0: weight. Yeah, every it's, week. Right, it, it, it drains. Um, often when there's like a young superstar or someone that they think could be very good, they'll sign him and he'll go into the UFC even though he didn't do well on the show. Were you surprised? Were you disappointed? Were you upset? That you didn't get into the UFC right away? That after the show they said, okay, thanks, but no thanks, and you had to go fight elsewhere?
3: Yes. I'm. 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 i I'm. I'm. i i I'm. i i i i i i i i i i
4: looked forward, I kept the path, I kept training and conquering more Brazilian titles.
0: Yeah, And and you did that and you, correct me if I'm wrong, you were actually called when Anderson Silva was about to fight Uriah Hall and they said you want to fight because Silva had the gallbladder problem and you thought that you were finally going to make your debut on like five days notice but then after one day, Uriah Hall said no, right? Yes. So you were that close. Correct. You were willing to do it. You were willing to fight yes. on five days notice. Yes. And then he said no. That has to be devastating too, right? That has yes. to be very upsetting. No,
3: no, 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 no not because, uh, I, uh, in th- this moment, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm in preparation for my fight in Jago fight, the okay. f- fight for the belt one week after this, uh, this, this fight. Okay, so, so you were ready? Yes. I, I keep focusing in my fight, but, uh, it's of course. I, 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 was, I, I do like to fight against or UFC, but in the same, the same time, I keep my focus in my my fight one one week after, you know. But you're so close to yeah, making so it cl- finally. <laughs> that wasn't frustrating. Yes, I do. But um, I knew. I knew. I, I in the short time. Uh, my time uh, will be come. you you knew that they were looking
0: at you that you were on their radar so that was some kind of consolation yes yes, exactly okay Exactly. and then you get to fight but you get to fight again uh, in Brazil somewhat short notice was it short notice the first fight in the UFC it was somewhat short notice right against Gareth McClellan so
4: yes yes, Yes. yes.
0: that went well of course the second fight went well when did you learn how to speak English like this I feel like the last time we saw you like in June Mm -hmm. you didn't speak any English yeah uh, is that him?
4: When <laughs> you started learning <laughs> English, You did not the same.
3: Yes, I, I, I came here uh, to, to America to train f- for four times, so this is to uh, upgrade my English. Yeah, but I, I studied English in Brazil because I, I know the importance of speaking English here, and, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 <laughs> I I I will I will I will study more to to speak more in the, the next time here, but it's very important. But I, I, I'm very dedicated and, and focused in and, and my, my goals, and this is uh, my, my, my next goal, speak English with fluence.
0: Let's, let's talk about the name for a second here because it's okay. fascinating because uh, your brother was the big rubber. Yes. You're the little rubber, yes. right? Yeah. Borrachinha. Yes. But then at some point you decided, okay, for uh, the American fans, it's a hard name to pronounce. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my real name, Paulo Costa, yes. The Eraser. Yes. This man showed you the movie, yeah. right? He, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, you sat there and watched it and you're like, okay, I'm in. Yes. This is my name. <laughs> <laughs> he make, He's a mad scientist. Doing yeah. Yes. Uh, you
3: feel comfortable with that though? Because Borrachinha yeah. is your name. Yes. Yes. But Borrachinha is very Brazilian name. Okay. Very special for for our Brazilian because is it, uh, some some words in uh, some Brazilian words is very difficult to translate for sure, English. Sure. You know, uh, you, you say um, every words in Brazil with uh, finish with inha. Yeah. Is like a video. Yeah. But in English is is I think is very hard to to understand. But uh, the Razor... Have a uh, same, uh, parecido. It's same important. meaning. Yeah, same meaning because yeah. erase, uh, uh, right? Eliminate. So, yes, yes, eliminate. In, in borracha, borrachinha, yeah. or borracha in, in Brazil, in Portuguese, is uh, ha- have the same meaning like uh, erase. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can you can use to flexible, fec- flexibility. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or erase. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the yeah. same. It's ama- I think it's a brilliant... Here in yeah. New York, Madison Avenue, they brand things. I think it was great for you to have this coming out party with the new name. Eric, let me ask you. Yes. You've trained Leo Machida recently, the Pitbull Brothers, Big Nog, Little Nog. You've trained uh, Henry Cejudo. You're with him right now. He's getting ready for... You you, recently, you saw him on The Ultimate Fighter Brazil, right. but you only started working with him for this camp and you're a wrestling coach. I mean, that's your, your base. So for Hendrix, it makes a lot of sense. Why are you so high on this man?
4: Wow. Uh... I knew once he got into the UFC that he'd be fighting a wrestler, so I sent him a message. And he wrote me back when he got, finally got Jenny Hendrix. He came out uh, to Arizona. I invited him. I said, come on out to Arizona. We'll get you ready. And I was so big because one of the first days, I showed him a move. And he started drilling it in front of me. And go, he was going to the wrong leg. It was a defensive move. I said, no, you can't do it this way. You got to do it this way he's like are you sure because i do it this way i'm like listen i'm the coach i'm telling you i I got (laughs) olympic champions on the team listen to me so he goes out there wrestles one of uh, these asu sun devil wrestlers and he takes him down the way he wanted to do it with the wrong leg and then after he did it he goes oh he goes sorry i did it wrong but he got to take that looking at me i'm like is he messing with me is he is this is like i told you so but in a nice way it was funny then he did it again on another move. Henry was showing a move to a, like a high-level wrestler and goes, Eric, show me this move. I said, no, that's a black move. We got to crawl before we can walk. That's too high-level for you. <laughs> Next day, he goes out and hits this front, this chest like that. Two-time Olympic gold medalist showed us. Sergey Biloglazov showed me and Henry. Henry was showing somebody he wanted to do it. I was like, no, you got to crawl first. Yeah. He goes out and practice and hits it on somebody three times against a high-level wrestler, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, this kid's special.
0: He's a phenom.
4: He's a phenom. And that's why I'm so high on him, because in the one in one or two practices, this guy was taking people down. And I was like, wow, this kid's going to go far. So okay. I've trained those guys, and I yeah. can tell.
0: Yeah, you've been in there with them. Speaking of the phenom, Vitor Belfort, you've trained with Vitor in the yes. past, and you wanted to fight him. Yes. because But what, what, he's not happy about this.
3: Yeah. Uh, what happened? Because uh, I trained with Vito for yeah. two times. Yeah. He, he called me, but I'm not uh, his friend.
0: You're not his friend. You're not his friend. No.
3: And and he, he's not my friend too. Okay. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. So and I am professional. Yeah. Fc call me. They call me call me. Come from not not for me for Valijs my yeah. own, my my agent. Yeah. And he say, okay, we have a a new fight for 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 Paulo here, uh, Vito before, against Vitor before. And uh, what do what, what you think about? Uh, I, and Valid called me and say 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 that for me. And I say, oh, of course, let's go, mm. let's go now. What time? Mm. When 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 is the uh, this fight? and and Varigi call again to Mick and say okay let's let's do it and Vito say no because he's uh, 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 he he come now I I don't know why because because, uh, why Vito don't, don't, don't like this fight but
0: too much to lose he's too young oh, of course i can understand yeah. why the same way i thought it was a mistake yeah. for johnny hendrix to fight you i was surprised that johnny hendrix said yes to you it's it's a great fight for you because he's a name yes. it's a great fight for the ufc but for yes. him i think it's crazy he should be fighting older guys because he's yes. a little bit older
3: because he, he don't he don't feel fear to fight
0: right that's true but so you think that vitor was afraid to
3: fight you I, I i think so
0: wow and you think that he felt betrayed that you would say yes you trained with him i brought you in to train with me how could you say yes do you feel that at all
4: você está sentindo que ela está sentindo que você traiu ela, ela levou você para treinar com ela?
3: No, no, not because he. Você uh,
4: sumiu mesmo com o Anderson? Yes. Ele <laughs> com ele?
3: He, he, he make the same with Anderson Silva, and but but Vito, uh, Vito calm me and pay me and when his fight, um, he calm me when he will fight, uh, quando ele ia lutar contra o Chris Weidman. Uh uh-huh. the he first time. when he was gonna fight Chris. Weidman. Oh, okay. Yes, but but the fight is dull. Yeah, yeah. Chris that's Weidman. Yes, Chris Weidman enjoyed his yeah. his ribs, and he don't he don't say with me again. He he, he okay. go for for house and and that's it. And with uh, me there. So. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Where in Florida or in Florida? Really? And and, and don't don't talk with me more and like. Uh, it's not not good. Okay, I'm not a good guy for me.
0: So you still want to fight him, or you move past him at this point? I know, and we'll get to Derek Brunson in a second. But do you care about Vitor at this point, or are you are you finished with Vitor?
3: Yeah, I don't have, apesar disso tudo, pode falar. Okay. Apesar disso, mesmo ele fazendo isso, eu não tenho raiva dele
4: yeah, I don't have, I don't have a hold a grudge against him, even though he did that to me.
3: Okay. I'm not angry with yeah. him. Okay. I'm I'm saying I Oh, no, I'm. I, I like to fight against the top ten. Yeah,
0: that uh, that makes sense. Yes. Do you feel uncomfortable when people talk about your looks? Yes, you feel uncomfortable. Yes. You don't like it.
3: No, 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 I like, I like. Oh, yes. you like, you I like. Feel
0: comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. I feel. Constant. Have you have you done modeling and things like that? Você já era um modelo? No, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. That's shocking. <laughs>
4: yes. On. No, no Instagram. Uh, we will say. Yeah, no, line. yes.
3: Uh, uh, I make a, 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 some f- uh, pictures. Photo, yeah. Yes, some photos. Yeah. To to um, a grief in Brazil. Okay. But uh, just a one job. It's okay. Not, it's not
0: my. You can make a lot of money doing this. You know that, right?
3: Yes. I, yeah. I, I can feel about.
0: Yeah. Think, I feel like think about. I, I'm sure, like all day. And I know you have a girlfriend, right? Yes, I have. Okay. But I'm sure there's people that come up to you all the time. Does yes. that make you feel uncomfortable?
3: Um, no, it's good to uh, be loved. Yes. I, be I, loved. I understand like, uh, funds. So yeah. They love just you. Just the funds, Yeah,
0: I, I was told this great story. I hope you don't mind if I bring it up. You, you, I think Eric was with you too. You guys were at Costco, yeah. which is a big, um, uh, uh, yeah. grocery store. <laughs> you <laughs> thought, you thought you were at yeah, Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, you thought you were at Walmart. You guys true. are, you're, you're going around. And you're, you're, you have a massive, tell tell us the story, Eric, you were there, right?
4: (laughs) I really did. Well, they're right next to each other. Walmart and Costco. Yeah. We were in Costco. I hadn't been home for a while, so I didn't recognize, notice the difference, but two carts, you know, an hour of shopping food for this guy is a lot. (laughs) So we had a lot of food for the, his camp. As I'm going to the cashier, I'm like, man, when did Walmart become bulk? And it was like, wait a minute, we're at Costco and you need a membership. They're not going to let us buy it. We're going to have to leave. And all this stuff was for naught. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, make sure you go to a female cashier. Yes. And just use your accent. Tell her you thought it was Walmart because that's (laughs) tell the truth. Yeah. And see what happens. So then I said, I'll be off to the side watching because I don't want her to to see me, yeah. <laughs> so, by the time he's getting through, the, by the way, this lady has white hair. Okay, white
5: hair, older, She's a little bit
4: old.
3: She
4: had white hair. No, very old. By the old. end, <laughs> she lets him pass and she put it's her like number a on the receipt. <laughs>
0: wow,
4: for him to call, put her phone number for you. On the yeah, 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 wow, yeah, yeah. that's
0: amazing. She, she still, had no problem that you weren't a member. No, she said, please, please.
4: <laughs> I think we could have yeah. went back there and ate. Oh my god, got for it free? for free next time. Wow, well,
3: she's not very old, she's like a 40. Oh, okay. What well, you, <laughs> oh, you call her? No, I thought, she was, oh, no, I I thought she was. I thought
4: she's the hair was white.
0: Nice lady, nice lady. <laughs> she yes, was, yes. 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 Does that happen a lot? Do you get a lot of phone numbers? People give
3: you phone numbers? No, it's, it's not, not every time. Okay, it's like uh, sometimes. <laughs> it's good, I mean, it's good to be you. But yeah, I, 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 but you're you have a
0: girlfriend. I want yeah, to make that I very have. clear. You're very happy. <laughs> yeah, no yes, five years, right? Five years. Wow. She's she she understands. She understands. Yes, right. of course. She's very comprehensive. Very beautiful woman as well. Beautiful you're both woman. very lucky. Yeah, to you. have each other. Yeah. Um. So after the fight, you say Derek Brunson, right? Yes. And then he says, and he he's continuing on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, look how many tests. Oh, yes. he only does one. Yeah. But you've been tested ten times this year, right?
3: Yes, I I'm tested. Very, um, I think. 15 times uh after i'm come to fc yeah the last month the just left month four times wow so uh, when when you don't have anything else to say you you make up excuse yeah, yeah. this is what, what derek bronson say now uh, Does he, it bother you to be accused of this? I
0: mean, this is... We were just talking to GSP about it when the, yes. someone says you're on steroids. Yeah. It, you feel insulted? Does it bother you inside?
3: Yes, of course. Of course, because I'm fight clean. He's trying to take something from you. He's
0: trying to discredit what you've done, right?
3: Yes, yes but, but it's crazy because Zad is here for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's testing. So it's... Uh, it's a uh, Derek Bronson talk a lot of shit of, about me, but he don't he don't uh, because he he, he he have a fear. Uh-huh. He he scare. Yeah. He don't he don't want fight against me. But so he, he make a he create excuse. Ah you 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 don't you not fight clean, but he's crazy because um I have my, my test in Usada mm. and I I call for for UFC Brazil to help me to, to, uh, to send me all my tests to put in my, my social media. Okay. Yes. Because I have more of 15 tests. Wow. (laughs) So you want to prove that. So do you, do you,
0: do you feel like this is going to be a problem for you as you continue to go up? That guys are going to say, no, no, it's going to be hard to get fights.
3: Yeah. I think, no, I think, um, I think that people will not give what saying, Yeah, they're not
4: going to. They don't care what he's saying. I think they're still going to accuse him, but.
3: Okay.
0: Yes.
4: eles sempre vai ficar acusando
0: Yes. What about. I mean, Derek Brunton, is it because he just beat Leo de Machida? Is there another reason why? Like, why did you pick him of all the middleweights? Yes,
3: yeah, because he's number seven. Okay. And I think uh, he's arrested too. Um, like, but but. His S is not so good like uh, Johnny Hendricks. Right, right, right. And he he like uh, Derek Brown so like like uh, fight and stand up. And I'm too. So and I, I'm not have a question. I can erase him. <laughs> True.
4: <two. laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, I can Derek Brown. So I can erase you, but uh, I will not erase you completely because. Uh, I will make you famous. Wow! In my score. Wow! In my score of re- uh, of knockouts. My wow. record of knockouts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. That's amazing. So, do, do you like? Have you heard anything from the UFC? Do they want to make this fight since Saturday? You came out and said Derek Brunson. Yeah. Usually, they like it when a fighter comes out and says, "Oh, I want yes. to fight this guy next." Yeah. Have they said anything to you or your management?
3: No, not my manager. Uh, um, in the in the the same week of my fight, me and Rick and my coach. Talk about this, who the, who, who, who can uh, be the next uh, after my fight against Johnny, hmm. if I, I, I won Johnny. Mm-hmm. And when I finish my fight, I, I say his name because okay. he's a, a good name for me.
0: He's so hot? Do, He is hot. Yeah, I mean, he's the a great one. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> he's hot you know? But yeah. do you think that they're actually going to give you him? Do
4: you think that dar ele como adversário?
3: Yes, I don't know. You don't know. Uh, I'm ready yeah. to fight uh against Derek Brunson, against uh, top ten fights, but I'd like to fight against him. Yeah. Uh, when do you want to return? Yes, I'd like to return. Uh this uh one more point good for fight against uh Derek Brunso because he fights uh one, one week before me. Yeah, yeah. So we have a time good to... Yeah, to yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, in March. In March. March is good. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're coming to uh, Belem, right? Belem in yeah, Brazil in, Belém. In, in, uh, in February. February. Too yes. early? You don't want to fight in Brazil?
3: I, I think it's, it's, it's too early. Yeah. Would you prefer now to fight in the US? Yes. Okay. Now, I prefer. now I prefer. I, I, I like so much fighting Brazil because the fans Brazil is very hot and he, he push... Uh, of our, our Brazilian fights, but I think uh, fighting America is special because we can show our our working for more people.
0: Do you feel like uh, you called yourself uh, the next Brazilian legend? Do you yeah. feel like Brazilian MMA is a bit down right now that you have to bring it up that you're yes. gonna be the guy?
3: Yes, exactly. Yes, I feel this. you feel it. We need uh, a, a new hero in Brazil because we have many legends of the, the last generation. But now we, we, we need to re, uh, renew yeah. this. And I think I'm the, the the biggest name to 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 push this fila.
4: I'm, I'm the biggest name to carry the torch.
3: Right, yes. right. Um,
0: of the great Brazilian legends, yes. Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort, yes. Jose Aldo, Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira, which do you think is the greatest of all time? Who do you want to surpass? Yes. Right now, you know, you of have Brazilians? An, yes, Brazilians. Who, of in your Brazilian opinion, is the greatest?
3: In my opinion, Anderson Silva. Is number one. The number one. Okay. He's like a Pele on football. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the the biggest name of all time. But McGregor come. Uh, you love McGregor, right? He, yes, I love. Yeah, yeah. McGregor because he, he makes his history. Sure. He, he, he's unbelievable. He's uh, also awesome. Confident, confidence, Yeah. and he he speak what what he he think. And he's true. He's not a fake. Right. I, I have you ever met him?
0: Huh? You ever meet Connor? No, never. never met him. Never, but I, I do like <laughs> Have you ever met Anderson? N- never true. Never? Never. Interesting. Never. Would you ever fight Anderson? So,
4: uh, he <laughs> so
3: Anderson uh, so, yeah. It's a great honor for me. It's a great honor because it's my version. Okay, so you yeah. would. No problem. No, no problem. But, it, it's it's I, good for me. Right. It's my, my idol. So uh, I think is, is amazing. He's a but uh, I don't know because he's a superstar and I f- maybe he want to um, uh Older uh make guys. yes yeah yeah make a uh, uh, super fights.
0: How long before you think that you're in the title discussion? Because right now we have obviously GSP, Robert Whitaker, Luke Rockhold uh jacaray right chris weidman so there's a a a lot of guys at the top there who want how long do you think you're in that discussion with these guys i think uh now
3: my name is in top 15 15 yeah what are you now what number 15 15 okay i think uh thank you yeah (laughs) obrigado (laughs) i think uh one more fight to to go to top 10 okay and one more fight to go to top five. Okay. And top five, I can uh, go to title shot. So like two more fights. Yes, yeah, two, 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 two or three fights. Um,
0: when do you go back home to Brazil?
3: Yeah, go next Saturday. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, where, where do you live now? Belo Horizonte? Belo Horizonte. Okay. And uh, so when you go back, what do you think it's going to be like? Like, Do you think that it's going to be a big celebration for you? Yes. Yeah.
3: It's a big celebration. Go to uh the... Inside of country, you oh, know, okay. I like yeah. to, to relax, yeah. to clean my, my, my mind and recover my energy to, to, to the, next, uh, the next challenge.
0: You're going to go on vacation or something? Yes. Where are you going go? uh, to go? To, to inside of
4: country. Oh, okay. Uh, the countryside is going.
0: Yeah, not yeah. outside of Brazil. You want to stay, not home. Yeah, 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 stay yeah, home. Yeah, stay home. And be with your family as well. Yes, my family is, is uh, inside of country. Oh, okay, okay. You don't live with them? No, no. Did you think that all this would happen to you? This like you're 26, right? 26. Did you think that this would be happening this early in your career, this young? Like, did you dream of this, or is it happening a little sooner now?
3: Yes, tudo uh, acontecendo muito rápido. Everything's happening fast. Happened fast. Happened yeah. fast. But uh, when I f- I make my first fight in UFC and debut, and I gain again my bonus, yeah. I, I I start believe I can. Okay. And But it's, a, it's a, my dream is to stay here uh, with you. Uh, stay. This is
0: your dream to be on my
3: yeah. show. Yeah, this yes. is your dream for right? you. <laughs> it's true. My dream to <laughs> yes. Yes. stay here and uh, put my name in the ranking. Yeah. It's a, I, I have my dream and I'm very happy. To. But, you know, we've seen this story before. You know, I, I
0: remember there was a guy named Eric Silva good looking yeah. guy everyone was talking about him yeah. knocking people out yeah. and now unfortunately it didn't yes. work out so do yes. you look at those stories and make sure that you're focused that yes. you're not going to get distracted that you're going to keep getting yes. better surround yourself yes, with of people course. like eric yeah yes.
3: this is very important that's the dream yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is very important Yeah. so how do me about uh, with the great people the, the nice people um, keep my 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 head in the the place keep my focus and train, train hard, train more hard for the next fight because the next fight is is ever the the fight of the life. Right, I think this. And let's go, let's go. Uh, vamos ver o que 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 vai vir para frente. Let's go for it. Let's see what's going to happen in the
0: yeah. future. Uh, UFC is going to Las Vegas first week of uh, March for a pay-per-view. I feel like that's the perfect oh, place for you, right? Nice. Las Vegas. Have nice. you ever been nice. to Las Vegas? Never. Never. I feel Never. like that's a great spot for you Yes. for the next fight. Do you agree, so Eric? Much. I
4: love Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it would be a nice unveiling sure. for him, right? A big yeah. card. Nice. Yeah? You like nice. that? I, I like that. Yeah. So I much. feel like this time next year, we're going to be talking about you in the title picture. This time next year.
4: In momento ano que vem tipo novembro 2018 vocês todo mundo dá, ah, vai falar você sobre lutando pelo título oh nice
3: yes very yes. sounds good very good that sounds good yeah,
0: sounds good all right well I wish you the best Thank you Obrigado Thank you, thank thank you so obrigado. much obrigado. The man. Obrigado You are the man Eric thank you so much For, for coming me. in You're the man as well Shalom. I wish you guys the best Shalom my friends You, did, you did such a great job Last Saturday I'm in awe of you Really You're doing so thank. many Great things You're performing so well You're a great ambassador For the sport thank I you hope you, you get that fight Against Derek Brunson And uh, you know The accusations can stop And you yes. guys can fight And, and, and prove who's, who's the better man Thank you for coming in thank And, you and you safe travels today. Yes appreciate, absolutely appreciate. Safe <laughs> travels back home Joe over here Is going to walk you guys out Eric thank you as well Thank you for coming. You just want to stick around. You're having the time oh of your God. life. This is great. Thank you, Paulo. Thank you. All the best to you yeah, and your family. Yeah. And uh, what what a star! Wow. Yes. Do you want to say something? I Take don't care. I had
4: you like that I'll make you famous.
0: Yes. <laughs> it was great. This guy's like the the mad scientist. Thank you so much, guys. There he goes, Paulo Costa Bohashinha. Unbelievable. What a guy. A future superstar. A future superstar. And uh, really. Uh, I mean, what more can you say about that man? Wow. Just gaze into his eyes, right? In a moment, we appreciate him stopping by, of course. We appreciate Eric stopping by. Appreciate, of course, GSP stopping by. What a great day it has been. Wow, this has been a lot of fun. I could do this every day, right? Could I do this every day? Would they let me come in here every day? They probably wouldn't. It'd probably be a nightmare for them. But it's been fun. It kind of feels like a Monday, but it's not. It's a Thursday. And you know what we usually do on Thursdays? We usually do the MMA beat. And I know that a lot of you are used to having the MMA beat on Thursday. You like having the MMA beat. I like doing the MMA beat on Thursday and so much has happened. So because we did this special edition with GSP, with the future, Paulo Costa, we still wanted to give you an MMA beat. It's going to be a mini version of the beat. We've got two beatniks here, two panelists. We've got Jeff Wagenheim of the Washington Post. We've got... Danny Segura, of course, the Colombiano himself of MMAfighting.com. In a matter of moments, they're going to be joining us in studio to talk about the week that was, the news of this past week. Look ahead to Norfolk. What a great card that is. We talked about that a lot on Monday. So what we're going to do now is we're going to transition over to our exclusive Twitter feed. That's MMAfighting.twitter.com. MMAfighting.twitter.com. That's where we'll be doing the MMA After Hour. And we'll be talking to Jeff and Danny about the news of the past week. Like I said, 217, Norfolk. Uh, We'll talk about Dominic Cruz being out of 219. Of course, Frankie Edgar out of 218 against Max Holloway. Yesterday was a bad day, a lot of bad news yesterday, Uh, but it has been a very newsworthy week. So we wanted to do that. So again, it's MMAfighting.twitter.com, MMAfighting.twitter.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on MMAfighting.com, Facebook, Take a break from those. Go exclusively on Twitter. I tweeted out the link earlier. Again, it's MMAfighting.twitter.com. That's where we'll be doing, the MMA After Hour. Really, it's the MMA Beat. It's a mini version of the MMA Beat. It starts in a matter of moments, right after this. It's called the MMA After Hour. We'll be joined by Jeff Wagenheim and Danny Segura. Stand by. We're coming up right after this. Ah, uh, yes. The MMA After Hour is here. A mini version of the MMAB. Let's bring in my two pals, Danny Segura and GSP. Dare I say, we continue to get better looking as the show goes on. We go from GSP to Paulo Costa To these two fine gentlemen, Jeff Wagenheim and Danny Segura. How great is this? Jeff, how are you? Danny, how are you, my friend? good. It's good to have you guys here.
1: I imagine your first question is whether I've ever ever been a model.
0: Yeah, a model, the phone number thing, that whole bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, This has been a lot of fun. And so usually we do The Beat on Thursdays, as you guys know. I wanted to do like a mini version of The Beat because so much has gone on. Um, I don't know how much you guys heard of the GSP interview, but I'm just at most of it. Okay, I'll ask you first, Jeff. Do you think he fights Robert Whitaker?
1: My what was gut, your impression? My, my gut says no. I mean, he was kind of he did He was very good at, as he said, sort of you know bobbing and weaving at all the all your questions. Yeah. He didn't want to talk about retiring. He didn't want to talk about other possibilities. Um, my gut says no, but. But I have nothing to go on other than sure. that I feel just that like. Just
0: based on what he's saying and reading his body language, what did you think, Danny? I would say no. He, uh, When you asked him about it, I
5: mean, he, he the way he talked about Robert Woodrick, I mean, he was very respectful. He yeah. was like, you know, he, he's a great martial artist, but he didn't really seem too excited as, as perhaps maybe the Michael Bisping right. uh, fight that he really vouched for it. So.
0: Like, like he didn't come out definitively and say, okay, this is what's next. Yeah, He All keeps right. saying it's in his contract. Exactly. Right. Which is true, which is a fact, but he's not actually committing to it so let's just say your' team GSP, you're Dana White, you're the UFC what do you, like what what is the best spot for GSP? what do you want to see him do next
1: if I'm those guys, I want him to to take the biggest get the biggest money fight or the biggest uh biggest splash, which obviously would be the uh I'm, I'm the guy whose name I, I wow. promise I would not say, um, but you know who it is. And, um, you could say but, it. But, if, but for me, yeah. not GSP, the guy that I think I want to see him fight, I want to see him go to his natural weight division. I want to see him you know, fight Woodley. But it seems like the UFC, or at least Dana White, has no interest in booking Tyron Woodley with anybody. So. Wow.
0: Okay, so you actually don't want to see him fight Whitaker.
1: I just don't think that that's his – You know, I, I, I don't think that's a uh, – a great weight class for him. So um, I, I, th- plus I think that there's a there's a ton of people who are in that weight class who are, you know, who are, who could angle to for that spot for that spot. Um, so I mean, I, I know you could probably say the same thing for welterweight, but you know, GSP was longtime welterweight champion. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he could be a two weight champion again sure. i mean uh, so you know he could sort of do in reverse what what that uh what the irish guy did well, why are you so against saying i that promised saying? somebody online you
0: did not mention. you actually promised someone no. why what's wrong with
1: the connor i mean he's right over there he's a big part of oh, the yeah. sport okay. what's wrong with him somebody said they would give a hundred dollar donation to a to a charity really I, Jeez. Louise, not so, bad, so you would actually
0: advocate for him to relinquish the belt GSP go down, or do you want to see him be a champion like, like Connor did? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how—the way the
1: way things are these days, you know, it's so You don't want fluid. someone to be a champion in two different ways. I don't. I don't. I don't. It, it, I mean, it holds I, things up, right? Does, yeah. yeah. I, I also feel like he's at that point in his career where he just— where even though typically I'm so all about the belts, I feel like he's at this point in his career, he is such a legend, that the, the next fights should be fights that are really— kind of blockbuster fights and yeah. I and maybe you know maybe a Whitaker fight is that in the sense that it's in terms of competition but seeing him uh, return to his his uh long the, the, the weight class that he for a long time dominated that'd be kind of cool what do you do I don't know I would like to see him defend the belt there's obviously a really
5: 185 famous, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a really famous saying in MMA you're not the champion until you've actually defended the belt I feel like if you know and don't get me wrong what he did on Saturday night was amazing but I feel like if he were to either retire or go to a different weight class, say one seventy, yeah, um, there would always be like a little asterisk there. Like you know, he won the belt, but you know, he didn't really beat anybody at one eighty five to get it, and he didn't really defend it. Huh. I would like to see him defend it, restore some order in the middleweight division. You know, get that title unification bout with Robert Whitaker, um, and if he gets past Robert Whitaker, I think you know that that just takes his. You know the, the the level of his achievement of, of gaining the the middleweight crown that, that just takes it to a whole other level. And then after that, I think he could he, he's in his own right to vacate it and, and perhaps chase that money fight with Conor, you know, or Tyron Woodley, whatever. You think whatever there's a chance nice. he never fights again? I think it's possible.
0: I feel like, yeah, I actually yeah. feel like it's possible. Like he didn't definitively say no to that either, right? Which is a crazy concept. You come all the way back, right? You do the whole thing. And then you say peace out.
1: Yeah, yeah I I, I got to admit that part of the reason I came early okay. here was because I thought that was what he was going to now. Oh, really? So I, wow! I kind of felt like why? Why did you feel that way? I don't know. He, you know, he he decided to come on your program a special because he special knows day. that this is I, the program. I, I, th- I thought that he was. I thought that was what was going to happen. Really? I was kind of expecting it. Wow! So, uh, so, so you wouldn't be surprised. If he doesn't fight again, I would not be shocked. I would fact I would say that if I were, you know, thinking about all the different possibilities, it would be just as likely in my mind that he doesn't fight again as as Whitaker or Welterweight, any of those possibilities. Um, I would say that that's. I would weigh that one just as heavily as the others. I mean, he just accomplished
5: something great. I mean, yeah. he just became a, a part of a very selected few that have been, you know, champions in the UFC in two different weight classes. And the way he did it was amazing. Uh, from what it seems, apparently the pay-per-view did very well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to retire, retire on top. GSP's always been a very smart fighter. Um, if he were to call it quits after this one, I think, you know, that, that'd that
1: be very GSP-like. In, yeah, he, you know, he, 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 uh, he left the sport at a time when he was sort of mentally sapped yeah you know, and he he knew enough to get out of the sport at that time and think about some of the other great fighters because I know that you know, we've talked about it, is the, after he won this belt is he the greatest ever think about some of the other people who you would put in that category you think of a guy like like Fedor or emelianko and think about what his career was like once he sort of lost it a little bit he's you know started losing fights and then he started winning fights against kind of nobody yeah. I mean that's kind of what, what he's done then you then you think about a guy like um uh, Anderson Silva, you know, he's won one of his last six fights. He he didn't know when to get out of the sport. GSP knew when to get out, then he decided he was ready to get back in, but who's to say he's not ready to, he just didn't want this challenge, and then Yeah, and it's fascinating again.
0: to hear him talk about, like, how much he actually hates fighting. Yeah. This isn't something he spoke about in the past, like, you hear that from, like, the Nick Diaz of the world, he said that, but like, I get the impression he really doesn't like doing this. Like he likes the aftermath, he likes the training, he likes maybe the buildup, but the actual like week and and the stress and the tension, you know, why keep doing it if yeah. you hate it that I much? I sort of feel you know?
1: like the, the the moment that the referee waves him and yeah. his opponent together, his distaste for it seems to go away. I don't see that in that moment, maybe but certainly in the moment. Coming up to it, I mean, he talked, all that stuff he talked to you about, uh, you know, in the back when he was thinking he was in the jinx locker room. And all that stuff was was really fascinating. It's, it's um, and, and I can imagine, you know, like there's, a, there's very few moments where I can imagine myself in the place of yeah, one of these yeah. athletes because they do things that I certainly would never do. But that's the one where I, I think if I was in the back waiting to go out there and be locked into a cage with another highly trained professional fighter— I would be kind of nervous as well, and I don't. And then here's a guy who has more skills than just about anybody on the planet, and he has that emotion. But, but I, I think that happens to everyone,
0: um, to you a know, degree.
5: To a degree, of course. Like Matt Brown has <laughs> talked about how he wanted to take an Uber and, and leave the arena. Uh, Donald Cerrone has said, has said that he gets super nervous. Like yeah. you know, in, in James the of-
0: Vick actually did an interview with MMA Junkie this past week and said like he has seen fighters freak out in the locker room and he thinks that they're mentally weak. Why would you freak yeah. out? So I think that there are two. Yeah different sides of the spectrum, right. but yes, it is a natural thing, right? You're going into a course, cage yeah. with another. Human but being. I
5: think once you're in there, you know, once you're in the actual fight, all that goes away. And then, you know, the reward of winning is, is way greater than, than, you know, the little stressful moment that I guess you go through in the locker room. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it was really interesting GSP be talking about all this and, and, and it, I feel like to a degree it, it bothers him more than maybe more, more, you know, other fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's crazy how long he like kept the title for, and yet yeah, he with feels all like, that stress, yeah, with all that stress, and he doesn't really enjoy fighting. He was back to back fights, um, and Nine I feel like he the really process. enjoyed this process. So, is he the greatest ever? You know, it's funny because like John Jones com- comes back, beats Cormier, and everyone's he's the greatest ever. Yeah. DJ, DJ go- go- yeah. goes goes head, breaks a record, does the Mighty Whiz bar. He's the greatest ever. Now GSP does this, and you know, I I think uh, he really did cement himself as as. One of the—he's by far, I think, the the most decorated fighter. Uh, you know his his resume, name value of the people he beat. You know two titles in the UFC. Um, for that sense, I think yeah, he's the most decorated fighter uh, ever. Um, as far as skill wise, I'd still like to put Demetrius up there, okay. um, just because I feel like Demetrius is such a complete fighter. But I mean, if you were to tell me that GSP is the greatest ever, I wouldn't really have much. You know, yeah. it, he—it's up there for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, until this the last. Um the last faux pas of john jones i would yes. have said that far and away that there was no discussion that it was john jones all the way but once you get you pop for an anabolic steroid you know that puts a black mark on you that i think is really difficult to 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 get away and then you know anderson silva the other guy like i said won one win in his last six fights now i know anderson silva at peak was probably uh, better than anybody that I ever saw, um, but I think you have to include somebody's career. If they if they stay in there, they, their career kind of you know continues. And he continued at a high level, but was losing. Uh, GSP, uh, the only two losses on his resume, he avenged violently. I yeah. mean, both guys that he lost to, he went back and dominated, and you know held one belt for a long time. Goes and wins another belt there after four year absence. I just can't see anybody else who has who uh who, who I could put above him.
0: Does he get extra points and conversely do John Jones and Anderson Silva lose points because of the PED totally. stuff? For me, yeah. For me. Yeah. For me.
1: I mean I think that look I don't you can't I I from what I saw in the octagon John Jones was most amazing fight I ever yeah. saw. Anderson Silva had moments when he was that guy, but once you taint yourself in that way, I think you lose some points. I don't. I wouldn't discredit them at all. If there was no GSP out there, I might still rank one of those guys number one. But but GSP exists, and GSP has, to all uh, to all appearances, been a clean fighter and advocated for others to be clean. Yeah. Uh, and that to me, that that gives him huge points. Yeah, because yeah. I mean. Once you, you fail a test, like, we, we're
5: not really exactly <laughs> sure how much PDs actually enhance in MMA. We're not really sure, but, I mean, it could be, could it be a decisive factor in, like, winning or losing? Probably. So, especially now that, like, USADA's in place and, say, a, a guy pops for, and then they, they were fighting before the USADA era, then it kind of makes you question, like, hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe they were on. Maybe maybe they weren't. Who knows? But But there is that question. With GSP… He's passed every single drug test. You uh, saw up post, you know. Fascinating to hear
0: yeah. him say that he's in favor or okay with steroids if it's like for a movie or something. Like some people are just across the board. I don't want to see it, but no. to make that distinction, it's, I've never heard him say I that. Mean,
1: I mean, I I've never heard him say it either. But yeah. I think it is a kind of a silly uh, thing for people to discount yes, that. I mean, sure. I mean, i I know people that. You know that they have asthma and they take a steroid. Sure. Thing. I mean, there are plenty of, yeah. of medicinal or, or therapeutic uses of, yep. of of steroids, and and I don't think that the whole point is that for these for this competition, this is some. These are substances that allow you to train better and train longer and train harder and recover when when you otherwise um, you know might be depleted, and that makes you. Allows you to make yourself a better fighter. GSP has had to make himself a better fighter uh, in a natural way. And that and that's a disadvantage. So, sure.
0: Jeff, let me ask you this. You've been covering sports for a long time. I think like 60, 70 years, right? Something like yeah, that? Not
1: quite. I About, f- <laughs> about 55. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you were in the arena on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I was in the back. I actually never stepped foot at MSG. It was doing like the scrums and things like that. Being there, you know, you've been to a lot of events uh, MMA or not, I mean, was that one of the greatest sporting events that you've ever, and especially like those top three, like that last 90 minutes or whatever it was, what was it like being in, and especially like the world's most famous arena, MSG, it's not just any arena, right? What was it like for those that weren't there? It,
1: it, was, it was absolutely incredible. It really was. I think particularly if you think about the order of events, Yeah. Um, if, if anybody were to say beforehand which of these three title fights is the sure thing, I think we would have all said, you know, that Rose versus Joanna is probably the the sure thing for the champion to to come out and win at. And it was (laughs) right from the start when, you know, when she dropped her, when Rose dropped her, I thought, oh, cool. Now it's going to be a fight because I thought at least it'll be a competitive fight. But the idea that she was then going to go out moments later and finish her, it was one of the most stunning results that I've ever seen you know, in that moment live. Um, And then the fights that came after it again, you know, uh, TJ gets dropped in the first round. And uh, I don't know how, you know, I'm not sure what the TV broadcast showed, but when he got up, he was, Wobbly and, and yeah, going yeah, back yeah. to his corner, I, there was some thought that geez, maybe they won't even let this fight continue because he really was sort of wobbling along. to his corner, and for him to then come out and do what he did, and then of course you know GSP coming back from four years, I don't think that I've ever seen a a, a, a UFC event that I would put above this just because of you know three champions. Just seeing three title fights is special. To see any belts change hands is special. To see three. Belt's change hands is special and then to see all three happen in sudden violent finishes sure. I mean I just don't say anything better
0: Also you have two undefeated champions losing for the first time it's yeah. GSP um, and it all that stuff was, more uh, Danny let me ask you about uh, TJ um great win as as Jeff just uh laid out and in the, we've talked a lot on this show about the TJ DJ thing right and I think that most of us were against it when it was heading into the record breaking fight um but I feel like now is the time to do it, and you know, Dominic Cruz is out. This changes things a little bit, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen to Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera now pushing for TJ Dillashaw. But to hear someone like TJ Dillashaw, who had just won the belt, his stature, champion, call out DJ. We've never had that before. Like it's one thing with all due respect to the you know benavidezs or the Saoudas of the world, but like to hear like one of the champions of the UFC now with his resume say, "I'm going to go." you know, beat that record or stop it. It's fake, all that stuff and more. That got me really excited and I don't often like to see champion versus champion fights but I feel like this is, there's no one really there at 125. If Pettis wins, maybe, but he hasn't been very active. 135 is a little open right now, especially with Dominic getting injured. Do you want to see this fight or do you prefer them to stay separate?
5: No, I I do. I think, uh, you know, we, we often discussing, like, who's the goat, right? Yeah. I think Demetrius Johnson broke the record and that adds, you know, obviously, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, argument to, to his case. Uh, but other than that is also fighting people outside of the weight class. What did Anderson Silva do? He went up to light heavyweight and, and took on bigger guys. What did GSP just do? Went up and took up uh, the middleweight champion. Um, I think, uh, you know, if DJ really wants to cement himself as one of the greatest, uh, I think, you know, the best step would be taking on T.J. Dillashaw. I mean, would
0: it be at 125 or 130? Do you want to see it for I the belt? I would Does... like it to be at 135, to be
5: honest. 135? Uh, 135 Why? Or, or 130. You want T.J. to go up? Yeah, because...
0: Um, I look then at the then record, like, the record's don't, don't, on a
5: play. Sure, but I honestly don't see... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, T.J. Dillashaw seems pretty confident he can make 125. Oh, that's the problem. he's already pretty lean. Yeah. You know, he's not, uh, you know, I, I don't see him carrying a little... Because, like, for example, when, when I saw Benavides fight at 135 and DJ, I always thought, you know, those guys could probably fight a weight class, yeah. you know... Down, you know, um, they look significantly smaller than you know the other 35ers. TJ Dillashaw, Dillashaw doesn't really look sm- much smaller than the other 35ers, so I, I really don't think he can make so you one think it's 45. too risky. I
1: think there's it's also too risky, some peril. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of peril here because let's say they fight at 135 and Dillashaw wins the fight, yeah, your 125 champion still has a belt, and and you know, you look at him as well, you know, he's still a champion, but. He tried to go up to a higher weight class and and lost and he failed there. Yeah, and he's and you don't diminish his one twenty five standing is not quite as diminished. Yeah. On the other hand, if Dillashaw, if your one hundred and thirty five pound champion goes and tries to fight at one twenty five and loses, yeah, suddenly you know, well, who's the bantamweight champion? I mean, he would be the bantamweight champion yeah. if they're fighting. But now your bantamweight champion can't even beat the guy at a weight class below. So I think uh-huh. it, I think it causes a little bit of a. So why not just uh,
0: uh, meet in the middle? Well,
1: because I mean, then what's at stake?
0: Uh, I mean, just see who's the better man. Is that not big enough? It's just a super fight, I but guess. Then, but see, if if DJ goes up to 135, he can't fight those guys. Or doesn't like He's not at his best, right? So what if he wins? Well, yeah. Right? I mean, because then you're stuck with him as champion. I feel like the story here is TJ going down to stop the, the streak, yeah. right? I was supposed to fight you before. Your streak is padded. You've been fighting nobody's. Now come face me. I feel like that's the story here, right? But 10 pounds is a lot yeah. of weight, especially when you're, you know, if you're,
5: heavy, if you're like heavyweight dropping down to middleweight, you know, it's, 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 you know, a little easier. But when you're already 135, going down 10 pounds is a lot. I really don't think TJ can make 125. Okay. I mean, maybe
1: he can. I mean, I, I agree with you. That is the story. But I just was pointing out that there is a certain peril yeah. that, that I think you don't have to deal with when you have a lighter champion moving up. There's a little bit of this kind of a built-in Oh yeah, but we still have a you know we still have a 125 pound champion, and he doesn't get devalued the same way that I think Dillashaw would be severely devalued. Sure, if I think
5: it. 130 would be the perfect weight because you know Jeff brings up a good point. Like, sure, if, if DJ wins and you do and you do as well. If DJ wins at 135, then that sort of creates issues because what is he going to defend two belts? Yeah. Uh, is he going to take on the other 35? Or is it what about TJ? Is he going to keep making that cut if he gets the flyweight belt? 130, you get a little bit of both, you know, both worlds. Not a severe cut for you know, Dillashaw, uh, and you know, it's it's more uh, possible to make that fight, and it doesn't hurt either weight class if whatever the result may be.
0: Yesterday, we broke the news that Dominic Cruz is out of the fight on December 30th. This is a big blow. It's a very important fight. It's a number one contender fight at 135. I really feel bad for Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy yeah. Rivera postponed his uh, honeymoon to take this fight. So, I mean, it's just it's just a gut punch. Um, Aljamain Sterling now campaigning for the fight. What do you guys want to see happen there? Do you want to see Jimmy just wait for Cruz? Do you think that he should be in the mix for TJ? Do you want to see that Aljamain fight? Any other ideas?
1: But one thing I didn't, I mean, I did see that news, but I didn't, see how long Cruz is out I mean I know well, the other one that, the other fight that fell yeah. out Frank Edgar yeah. supposedly six weeks but he's a, a Twel- six
0: weeks for training 12 total
1: and but but uh, um, but Cruz it could be a longer term yeah. thing and and waiting is certainly with his role in peril it does seem as though the uh, Rivera Aljamain Sterling thing there's already some there's, some heat there they don't yeah. like each other there's a lot of yeah, back and friction. forth I mean as you know I mean that's not my domain yeah. I'm not a big fan of all that kind of stuff but when you're kind of desperate for a fight, you might as well make one where people might get, get into it. And it would certainly be an interesting uh, matchup. So. Sure. sure. I feel like Jimmy Herrera has done so much and yeah. deserves the title shot so bad that I
5: would hate to you know, risk it all and take a fight that he doesn't need to take. Because in my opinion, he's, he's already a top guy. I mean, I wouldn't be pissed if, if he were to go on and fight Dillashaw. I, I think it makes sense. Um, I think if they don't make the dillashaw Demetrius Johnson fight, they just have to that. plug in Jimmy Rivera. What do you Rivera, prefer to yeah. see? Um, man, that's a tough one. Because, like, as, as a fan, I guess I would like to see Dillashaw versus um, Demetrius Johnson just because, you know, n- that's never seen before. It's yeah. a, a super fight. That's what it really is. But just to be fair and, 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 and you know, be, be, be just, uh, you know, I think Jimmy Rivera deserves it. Uh, but, you know, again, a tough one. But I guess as a fan, I would rather see Dillashaw. Demetrius Johnson, go at it.
0: Still can't get over what Rosamayunas did and the way in Amazing, which she did yeah. it and her post-fight comments and her demeanor and just everything about her. She's such a fascinating individual. Yeah. And we've, I feel like we have this connection to her because we've seen her grow up in front of our eyes from just being Pat Barry's girlfriend to the Invicta fighter, ultimate fighter. You know, she gets the title fight early on in her career. She, she, she stumbles, works her way back up, et cetera. And she's had her ups and downs, you know, with Pat and in Atlanta against Carolina, et cetera. And she finally does it. And afterwards, she didn't seem all that interested in an immediate rematch. And you can understand that. But on the flip side, you remember we were on this show and someone asked us a question last week. You know, Of the three champions, right. should they lose, who deserves an immediate rematch? We all picked Joanna, I believe, yeah. um, because she had successfully defended the title five times. Yoana says, come May, I'll be champion again. Rose is saying, I don't know if it makes sense, first round knockout, things like that. What do you think is going to happen and what do you want to see happen?
1: I tend to think it will be there will be a rematch. Immediate. Um, Somewhat I mean i I think that she's in the driver's seat now and and, Is I, she? and I, um, rose okay she's the champion and uh you know and I also want to second your your thoughts about how she handled not just the fight I mean the fight was amazing yeah. and how she performed but the whole thing with with talking about how uh just kind of shooting down this whole trash-talking thing. I mean, it's really interesting when you think about it. The three non-trash-talkers, all one, and and I think I even tweeted this out, there's only really one trash-talker Left. of all the champions of the 11 champions the ufc has there's really only one person who treats opponents without respect i i can't think of the person's name but but i know there's one okay but that's unfair fair not without respect he's actually quite in, respectful in the aftermath yes okay in the fair aftermath enough. there is fair enough. but i'm talking about in the lead up, in the lead up. In, okay. and using using kind of you know negativity and using kind of uh insults and even sometimes going over the line and, and using sure, sure. uh you know racist racist talk that kind of stuff in the lead-up as a promotional tool. I, I'm never a big fan of that, and now we have 10 of the 11 champions who I don't think have any, any uh, track record of doing that, and I think Rose... Is uh, is a, is really a leading proponent of of kind of coming in as uh, saying, "Hey, I'm going to compete with you." So I'm a big fan of that, and so I I think it's time for, let her bask in her accomplishment. I I think the obvious <laughs> fight would be for her to for her to uh, uh, fight against uh, Iwana, and uh, but I but I think it's fine for her to sort of sit back and and take a little time. I don't think there's any clear contender at that weight class yeah. at
0: the moment. I think Michelle Waterson and Tisha Torres are fighting in December but short. Rose actually has wins over both of them. Yeah.
5: And then yeah. especially Waterson, which was recent. Yeah. Very um, recent. I think if Claudia Godella would have gone past Jessica Andrade that would have been you know a no brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she didn't. Yeah. And Jessica Andrade just recently fought yeah. for the title. Um, so I think everything points for an immediate rematch here. Uh, plus you know Chick wasn't one of these champions where she just won the belt and perhaps defended it once yeah. or twice. No she had it for quite a while. Defended it six times. Right. Uh, I, I think uh, an immediate rematch is the move
0: to make. So a fascinating thing here because leading up to the fight, I was talking to Mark Ramundi about this, how Ioana's demeanor was reminding me a lot of Ronda yeah. Rousey's um, going into the Holly Home fight, how she was getting a little too riled up. And it seemed like every time Rose was kind of ignoring it and shutting her off, Joanna was getting even more riled up and getting off her game and like putting her fist in her face. And then at the ceremonial way, it's talking about how Pat Barry disrespected her, you know, her coach and things like that. Um, And it just reminded me a lot. And then of course we see what happens, but then on the flip side, she did the complete opposite of Rhonda. She shows up to the press conference. She takes accountability. Her team reached out to me and said, we'd like to come on your show. I mean, I, I never reach out to people who have just lost a title fight. I want to give them space and they never reach out to me either. They don't ask to come on. They don't want anything to do with media. She wanted to come on and talk about it and show everyone I'm okay. And she even said herself, don't compare me to Ronda Rousey. But then she says the thing I didn't tap. And then people are kind of giving her crap. Can we give her a pass on that? Like, like people were like, Oh, why didn't you push her? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you look, she let her say what she wants. Let her believe what she wants. She just got knocked out all that let's give her some credit. Like we talk a lot about Rhonda and how she handled it. And we've talked about how others have handled it. Well, she pretty, I mean, like that was pretty remarkable for someone who was on the cusp of tying history with everything she said, with everything she did to lose like that on a stage like this, and then kind of, you know, show up and take the heat. My respect for her went up. Even, even if, you know, it it looked on television that she tapped, that doesn't really matter to me. I, I, I don't feel like that really means anything. She's not taking away anything from Rose. Do you disagree? No, I don't, I don't,
1: I don't. The whole tapping thing or non-tapping, yeah. I don't, I don't buy that anyway. I mean, I, I don't, th- this idea that tapping to being choked is okay, but yeah. if you tap the strikes. You're a lesser you person. It's crazy. You, get, you don't get concussed by it. Right. I mean, there's a pretty nasty thing. And I don't, so even if she did, I don't care what, whether she did or she didn't. And even watching an, yeah you saw her hand touch, but it but uh for of all, it seemed as though the referee was already stopping the fight, and it also seemed as though it's also possible that she was just you know sort of uh i don't know not not really on purpose, just sort of just hitting hitting the mat i mean it didn't seem if she said she didn't she wasn't tapping you know who i'm cares? just gonna i'm gonna buy that yeah. it does not matter wasn't the man who was sitting here just a little bit ago
5: tapped did you in yeah. his career yeah Matt her and you know he's considered one of the goats, so uh, I, I think we, we shouldn't put too much stock okay. in. Oh, tap yeah. duty
1: strikes, who cares? And her thing afterward, I mean, you, you, you pointed it out, um, probably one of the first things she said at the post-fight press conference was, yeah. don't compare me to yeah. Ronda Rousey. It was amazing. So it was like she cut that off immediately. Yep. And so she did have that kind of Rousey-style lead-up but then she completely turned around and was and was very cognizant of it. It wasn't yep. she really. No one asked her about it, right? She yeah. sort of pointed it out immediately, and I thought that was was really good. So uh, yeah, all all power to her. And but, also, we, we see people when
5: they lose and have like these huge losses. We saw Daniel Cormier was just devastated, yeah, yeah. sort of dwell on the loss. Joanna was just already, I'm gonna be back and I'm gonna get that rematch, yep. and you know she was already looking forward to to what's next.
0: All three champions, of course, yeah. handled their um, wins very well. And as you said, they're the non-trash talkers, so you sort of expect that. Right. All three f- uh, former champions now, I thought also handled their losses very well on Saturday. So I thought it was a really nice night for MMA and you know, just the honor involved in the sport. Uh, by the way, one last thing on, on Saturday. Do you guys want to see Michael Bisping fight again? I think that there was some kind of push to maybe have him retire. He said, I'm not going out like that. Do you care to see him fight again? Uh-huh. He has a litany of people he could choose from, right? From Rockhold to Weidman you know, to Romero. Do you care to see him fight at this stage? I,
1: um, he's not, he's not one of those people who I don't want to see. So there are fighters like somebody else on that card, Johnny Hendricks, wants to fight again, I'm not that interested in seeing. Certainly not against
0: people like Paulo Costa, right? <laughs> I know, I know.
1: I just saw that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> guy walking out. I mean, I'm, I, weigh, I weigh him by about 100 pounds and I'm not going anywhere near him. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think that, but but I would not lump Bisping in that category. I know that he's cer- certainly suffered damage, his eye and so forth. And if he were to walk away, I would say more power to you, great. But um, if he decides that he doesn't want to walk, go, leave the sport with that as, a, as the final moment and he wants to take a fight, say, in London, yeah. um, I, you know, great i mean i've always enjoyed watching him fight he's never i think other than maybe the rock, the one rock hold fight he's never had um the first rock hold fight yep. he's never had a fight where he was beaten sort of easily every everybody yeah, who's yeah. beaten him always has game. had to really work hard and i don't think his his skills are diminished so um whatever you know yep. if he wants to do it well 100 percent on the same boat i mean
5: when we want guys to sort of walk away from the sport is guys that have been on a losing streak that are getting knocked out and they're just not themselves Michael Bisping was doing well against George St. Pierre until he got caught. Uh, I mean, yes, he was taken down, but he was also got back on his feet. He was very competitive. Um, and he was just champion. So this is this is not a guy that's been losing a lot and that you know needs to hang him up. I think he he has a lot left in him, and he's he's also a guy that um, I think we'll miss him when he's gone. And, and yeah. wh- these type of guys like Uriah Faber, you sort of want to see them walk away on good terms, you know, with a win in their hometown. So I, I would love to see Michael Bisping fight one more time. In the UK, you know, against a favorable matchup, I think a lot of people are throwing out there Yo Romero, Luke Rockhold, Chris Weidman, all these. Uh, one that's not being talked about that I would actually like to see uh, would be Bitor Belfort. Oh. Um, you know, Bitor Belfort. I know he's also one of those guys that's towards the end, Rematch. but you know, he's guy coming who off gave him
0: the the eye injury. Yeah, oh.
5: he's he's coming off a win um that'd be an opportunity for michael bispin to get back you know a loss that he had um i think many would agree that perhaps this time around if they face is is different terms yeah, yeah, yeah. um it'd be you know vitor Belfo still carries a big promotional name to headline yeah. a card or it'd be a co-main event or something and this or, or time something,
0: in england how about that yeah.
5: i will uh, uh, i'll uh, co-sign that that's, a, that's a
0: good so, yeah there is a there is a long list um we're running out of time so let's play a quick quick game of fact or fiction here okay Fact or fiction, the UFC should now book Cub Swanson against Max Holloway in Detroit after Frankie Edgar got injured. News came out yesterday.
1: I'll say fiction.
0: Fiction. Um, okay, expand, so.
1: Well, because I'm more interested in the fight than I am in the date. So um, yes. I think that the Frank Yeager fight is the fight to make if they can wait for Frank Yeager. And if they can't, didn't Jose Aldo come out yesterday and say he would You'd rather
0: it? Jose Aldo against think, Max I think, Holloway? I
1: think, I think if, if Holloway is going to get a, a replacement opponent, I think Aldo is better a better opponent than wow swanson.
0: that is fascinating and we we can't forget that swanson actually beat um excuse me holloway beat swanson rather definitively in newark right um a little what was it like three years ago or so right. so and of course he just beat jose aldo no really great answer here and especially on just yeah. a few weeks notice what do you do factor i would
5: like to say fact just because if you look at the top five of the featherweight division is jose aldo ricardo Lamas. those two are fighting each other um, is in there? Um, Artem Lobov. Ar- no, no, of course, yeah, no. Frankie Edgar. Yeah, but, you know, Brian Ortega is in the mix. Out. Um, and then the other guy is Cub Swanson. I think I think it makes sense. Plus, I think we've we've went through a, a patch in MMA where everything was sort of felt clogged. The middleweight division felt clogged. Conor sort of cl- clogged the you know the, the lightweight division yeah. and the featherweight division. I just want things to get even. Cody Garbrandt's injury, you know, yeah. the fight with <coughs> Dillashaw was supposed to happen a while back. I just want to see you know titles
1: get defended. Things get moving along. But it is a title fight, so I mean, yeah. and, and it was supposed to be Edgar. And if you're going to replace the the challenger, it has. To, I think it has to be somebody who's who's um you know either has been a champion or is right. ready to be a champion i think I'll all those
0: Holloway wants our man on the card he's very vocal about that um yesterday Holly Holmes' agent Lenny Fresca has told me the Cyborg fight is dead. It's not happening at two nineteen. Fact or fiction. The UFC should now do Amanda Nunes versus Chris Cyborg because Nunes doesn't have an opponent at one thirty five. Raquel Pennington breaking her leg in a uh, car accident.
1: At uh, at what weight class? At
0: one forty five or one forty? I don't know. Keep them I busy. Know. I
1: mean I don't know. I'm not.
0: There's no opponent for both of them, and they don't have a main event for two nineteen now. Maybe Connor comes up. Dare I say? His name I, yeah. I, I, mean, I, don't the, I
1: don't know I don't know that you've you got a champion at 135, and unless there's a compelling reason to have her move up by 10 yeah. pounds, I, I don't know that you want to mess around with
0: that. Okay,
5: so you say fiction. I'll say fiction. I say fiction, but, yeah. I, I honestly don't think uh, Amanda Nunes wants to fight Chris Cyborg. I think that goes both ways. Um, I just don't see them fighting each other. I, the, the women's featherweight division is, is very interesting. I don't know who they're going to bring in, but the person that made sense was Holly Holm. I would like to see yeah. that fight get booked down the line. If not UFC 219, oh, well. But since he had
0: some other events.
1: And things that have been dead have often been resuscitated.
0: I do feel, though, that he's going to stick to his guns on this one after speaking to him, at least for December 30th, maybe down the line, as he said, but for December 30th, Factor fiction, you want to see uh, Darren Till versus Wonderboy Thompson, as Dana White said. Now, that whole story is kind of confusing. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, I don't know what to make of the whole thing. But the reporting, to be quite honest, was a little bit confusing, but it's clear he wants to make that fight. However, Wonderboy's dad told me he absolutely does not want to see that fight happen. He has a doctor appointment today, Wonderboy does, to check out his thumbs. But that fight, do you like it next for both guys or do you side with uh, Mr. Thompson who says thanks but no thanks?
1: Yeah, I'm also going to go fiction with that one. I'm, I'm Mr. Fiction this time. Okay. I, I f- just fiction because, you know, Wonderboy is what, the number two guy guy yeah. in that division. And I think Till needs another fight in order to get to that point. Okay. And uh, there's – I'm not sure who who that fight would be, but uh, but I think he needs one more to move up. Platinum Perry, Who'd I'll say fiction. <laughs> and uh, the UFC need, needs to chill. I mean, Darren
5: Darren Till just came off little, as the yeah. biggest superstar. Everyone's talking about him, and putting him up against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson yep. is a huge mistake. We just saw what he did to Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal is ex- more experienced than, than than Till. A great striker, you know, can wrestle, good ground game. And, and he just made him look confused. He, You know, Masvidal just couldn't figure him out. I think uh, Thompson is one of the hardest fights in the division, uh, just given his style. And to put Till would be, you know, very risky. He would probably get a loss there, and then his... Whole stardom would Wait. go down. Wait. I would like to see him get, you know, a manageable fight that would still test him,
1: uh, but, you know, that's more closer to his range. Yeah, and even if you do win that fight, it's hard to uh, look good against one Yeah, player. oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, just ask Rory McDonald, yeah. right? Last one fact or fiction this is the best year in UFC's history.
1: <laughs> well, Dana well, White said, I so. mean, <laughs> I, I, the <laughs> president of the UFC said yeah. this is the best one so The course. best. Yeah,
0: of course. You don't know what you guys are talking about. Of course.
1: How dare you? Of course. The absolute best. Absolutely. It's not even close. Think fact. Fact, okay. Well, because we got it from the president of the company. What more can we want other than that? Come on, of course. Fiction. But, <laughs>
0: Come
1: on, but does not um, know what he's talking about.
5: Absolutely. Look, not. I mean, I, I really looking at, at the calendar towards the end of the year, and, and with this event, they really managed to turn things around. But then all these injuries came yeah. out. Man,
0: yesterday was kind of a depressing it, day. It was. Yeah.
5: It was just injury after yeah. another. And I, I really think if things would have kept together, man, they would have closed the year in, in a great way, especially with this card and the cards that, that, that were coming. But man, all these injuries and and the ho- uh, the Holly Holm and the
0: Wonder yeah, Boy. It's, just, uh, it's an interesting story to follow 219 because uh remember they announced ronda rousey versus amanda nunez as the main event for the year-end show in september it's now almost mid-november that shows in a month and a half that's supposed to be like one of their you know right. ten poll events if you will right. and there's still no main event maybe connor comes and saves the day uh maybe someone else but we shall see as of right now holly Holm and their team say thanks but no thanks this
1: was fun guys it did was. you enjoy
0: it my it's MMA just like, our
1: debut. And, yes. I, and I had George St. Pierre as my opening act. I mean, wow, this is pretty awesome.
0: And the most good looking man in the world in the middle. Not Danny I mean, Oh oh, somebody else Yeah I mean what a day It's the MMA beat meets the MMA hour This has been a long time coming I appreciate you guys doing this Thank you very much for coming in Uh, Rob you can hit my music We are out of time The guys in the back are going to be very upset at me Because I went five minutes over But there was so much to get in today We could have gone This feels weird I feel like because usually I'm on this set And I go like you know 75 hours I feel like I'm actually being lazy today right I feel like I'm not really putting it in my You did a show on Mondays That's true that's true You like these guys Jeff? I do Yeah this is nice this is not, uh, Fedor. Agreeing with you. This is, oh, yes, this is Mr. Hoyce, and this is, uh I think it's Randy Couture. That's <laughs> Randy, what they tell me. Yeah. It looks kind of slim, but. Well, there was a lot more that we could talk about. Of course, Norfolk coming up. Best fight on that card. Anyone have uh, a say? Matt Brown not retiring anymore against Diego Sanchez. Of course, Anthony Pettis Maybe. against Dustin Poirier. Sage North cut back. Marlon Moraes versus John Don, Dodson. John Dodson. That's
1: that's a, great. That is a that's great, great fight. Yeah.
0: Looking forward to that. Also, bellator back on Friday, so another busy week in the world of MMA. I want to thank George St. Pierre for coming in. I want to Thank his team I want to thank the UFC For bringing him in as well What an honor What a privilege that was It was so great To have him in studio Royalty, really For Canadians Royalty It was amazing To have him in there You guys are not bad as well And then we follow that up With Paulo Costa And of course Eric Albaracine Coming in Flying in to do this uh, It has been a great day Like I said I could do this every day If we get guests like that Wow, what a pleasure Wake up every day, do that That is a dream come true And I want to thank both Danny and Jeff for coming in as well So, this has been a special Thursday edition of the show uh, Back Monday for our regular MMA hour Then Thursday we'll be back, of course, for the MMA Beat There's a long stretch of shows where we're doing MMA Beat every week So get used to that But for now, we shall say goodbye again Thank you so much to GSP Congratulations on the win Thank you very much to Paolo Costa Bojasinha! thank you very much to him for coming in and congratulations of course thank you to Danny Jeff the rest of the crew i some out of here we'll see you on Monday for the MMA hour